Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. I'm just like, I'm gonna show you how the game is like, how they getting over like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna make people understand that you look at it and you look at these numbers, you're gonna be like, God damn, man, these folks getting over. And they getting over like how it was, you know, the record industry, they got fucked up for a minute when them CDs went out. <clears throat> and then Napster and all that shit happened and all that shit. So it was like, so the record industry, what they did was they switched that shit around. And once they got them DSPs going and shit, it's like, that was the new game and God, okay, I'll give you an example. If they tell you, you can look up what your rate is for your royalties, like what, are, what, are, what the rate is for Spotify, what it is for Apple, what it is for iTunes, you look all this shit up and see what their rate is, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look up the rate and what you're supposed to make per stream and you add this shit up, how is it that they can turn around and give Lil Dirk a $30 million advance? How can they quantify giving Kanye West $100 million for the Donda? You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll give you $100 million to drop on Apple Music. How are they going to recoup that? Because they haven't got it. Because it's the back end that we don't have nothing to do with. If, if, if I tell you, bro, you finna get .007 or whatever it is, some on one. Oh yeah, exactly. And you, yeah. And you and you look at the total amount of streams that niggas stream for their album. You can mm -hmm. see those sales too. You can mm -hmm. see the numbers. And it's like, man, well shit. How could you give Kanye West or third a thirty million dollar advance or NBA? I don't know if Youngboy's gonna take a new deal or not, but I'm saying, or even Drake, you get his main three hundred million dollar deal. 
But how is this man going to make back $100 million off them streams because, based on the numbers that y'all saying we get? Because only they know the real numbers. <laughs> and we don't know them. And we don't know them. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm. So that, and that what these folks are They're just telling us. Yeah. You get Who the fuck decided? Even yeah. when you get monetized with YouTube. Who the fuck said, like, okay, bro, ain't no, it's 64, is it? Ain't no, ain't no negotiating, none of that. When you monetize, you gonna get that little jump. You ready to monetize now? Your watch time is where it's at. We doing 60 40. Yeah, but we don't know what the advertisers really giving them. Exactly. To begin with. Oh, that's the main thing. You yeah. don't know what they getting, bro. So these folks, it's like, yeah. it's like, so that's why I love talking about this type of shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. To let these, let these folks know, because, like, bro, like, nah, y'all getting over, bro. And yeah. yeah, and then they know the algorithm, too. No, they, they but they dictate, like you say, they, they dictate, dictate the algorithm. They want, yeah. Man, right. Whatever they pushing, bro. That's how that shit rocking, bro. The infrastructure real. This yeah. shit is really fucked. I'm like, man, how the fuck can they quantify giving Dirk thirty million dollars in advance? But I'm like, damn, Dirk just what he sold he only two sold, million. I don't think he sold two million. million. One million. Like, I, only, I think he. I think what he did one twenty five first week. I think we talked about it, and then I think now he just now got it to go. He just also if he just not go. How can you? Yeah. Like, how, what kind of. So yeah, that don't make sense. That don't make mm -hmm. sense. Don't make sense. Like, Even if you look at all the streams and all this, on all the jumps, it's like, bro, if you add all that shit up, you go to numbers, you, the numbers don't lie. It might make sense in a whole other way, though. They might like, but his message is to you, like, we don't okay. know what he's selling, but long as it. But, how they, but it, it's a business, though. How you gonna make money? Yeah, it's a business for Private yeah. prison. Huh? Private prison. What you mean? Shit, a lot of these workers come to only private prison. Oh. Oh, okay, there you go. Well, then, yeah. I got the hardest niggas out here rapping, keeping my shit full. But, but, but they still don't. But still, that, but still, even, but they still they ain't even, business, though. But the board of directors for that particular label, they got the numbers, like this all stock. Okay, so it's all based on stock, right? So it's like they're looking at whatever the gross earnings were for last quarter, who got the top market share. Oh, they're, they're looking at all that shit. So it's like, how can you. How can you be profitable if you only go and go? If you only go and go, and if even if they got ten dollars off five hundred thousand, they ain't number what well, five million, what fifty million, million, something like that. So I'm just that's what I'm saying. It's just that they get more money. It's what you said. Man. Yeah, they're getting more money than on the streams than they telling us. Then they telling us because it's like, bro, how can you quantify? How can you give Kanye West a hundred million? Even if build, even if your streams a billion times. A billion streams total for his album, time that point zero zero seven two. Don't it do not add up nowhere near hundred million. No, maybe it, shit. No. Maybe ten million. It might be ten million. <laughs> yeah, so that's one. That's only one percent. So Ain't even one percent. So how are you pay? How do you pay that back? How do how do they? How do the investors? How you make your? You know what I'm saying? How you how you make your money back? And, and he not three sixty. No. Not yet. But don't they get a percentage of everything they do as far as like even they touring and, like, and stuff like, like that? Like, they they probably get a little percentage of not, everything not a, for not an artist like Kanye West. No. Not an artist oh, like okay. yeah, yeah, gonna call his own shot. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm just talking about the regular artists. But regular yeah. artists, yeah. Regular artists, yeah. They, they, but then even that but it depends on what you come in with. If you come in with the leverage, mm -mm. yeah, you ain't gotta do that. Like like somebody like Twenty One Savage, he ain't had, he ain't had, had to yeah. That's why I say it only. It only leads me back. It's, I keep talking about this because I'm, I'm telling you, hmm. if they are getting more money, oh, they invented this shit. Yep. The Vivo, all this, all this shit that that YouTube is all their shit. Mm -hmm. And these folks giving us pennies on the dollar 
like they were giving Ray Charles them back in the day. You know, so they were trying mm-hmm. to be like they, they doing that type of shit. They were happy for the, the CDs and shit to go out. Mm-hmm. At first they wasn't, when they figured out how they can be able to control mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, either either dirt line or they made. But he not though, because even Gotti them like even Gotti got his new deal over there in the scope. Man, Gotti got a thirty five million dollar deal. But see, I can see Gotti because they paying for the whole collection. Yeah, for all of them. Yeah, for all of them. It's like when they gave Birdman the thirty million back in the day. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, they knew that they was gonna get that because back that, off. That's of breaking down the bag. Yeah. That's breaking down the. Dirk ain't got no no really no lit lit. Art. He had Von, but everybody else he got to work them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he, yeah. He don't have no lit artists. So like for that. him to get thirty million, I don't know. I don't know how the hell. Yeah, that's saying, how do they make their money back from that? Unless yeah, they are know. making money other ways behind them streams that we don't know about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's something that's going on. It's a cut on it. But maybe, it they, maybe they have a percentage of their royalties on the song. I mean, but now nah, it ain't even there because they don't own them. Like, niggas be having their own, owning their own masters now and everything. Do they count the overseas and all that stuff? But all that goes into all the, 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 the one twenty-five. All this shit in one pot now. Mm-hmm. It ain't it, like once that shit come out, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now back in the day, it might release in the United States. Then the next week, we're gonna drop it in the UK and did this and that, did this and that. But now. Shit, I don't see. I, I, I we talk money about money don't that. make sense in a lot of business though. For it just real, don't for make real. sense. That's why I said when it don't make sense to me, and I understand numbers, I know it's something else that I ain't. It's fluff or something else going on that I don't know about. No, nah, but, but but the music industry really the only one that's like that, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like like too much far just like numbers like, not not being accurate. Yeah, like like but like it's, it's like we watch a show like Shark Tank. Man, them folk yeah. break that shit down to a science. Mm-hmm. Like before they even do a deal with you, or if you. Like when, like when, uh, what the nigga name? Um, <clears throat> Elon Musk. Uh, Musk, right. yeah. Yeah, he got to show everywhere where, that, where every single dollar come from, bro. Yeah. Like, it ain't no, he had them, when you uh, a publicly traded company, you got to show where every dollar come from. Music ain't like that. No motherfucker don't know, we don't know where that shit coming from. No, like, no, we don't know, bro. We don't know where that shit coming from. It's been like that for a while, too. Yeah. But I just think in business, there's a lot of times where niggas really can't just show Every dollar on every dollar because it's just currency, it's just numbers in the system. Now, if you privately own, like, like how you how you run yeah. a business, yeah, you ain't. You, of course, you can't figure it out. But when you public, yeah, these, all these companies, these labels is publicly traded mm-hmm. companies that have, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This shit tastes just like smell on. Yeah, they do you know for real. Like for real, like it's publicly traded companies though. So it's like right. you you supposed to be able to track where you got to track at. revenue. Right. You got to track. You got to track quarterly earnings. And all that shit. So how do? Yeah, taxes on yeah. it too. So what I'm saying so I just how can they quantify it, giving those big ass advances like that to these artists and they not recouping it based mm-hmm. on the numbers that they telling us that we getting per stream? Uh, only it makes sense if they're getting a back end. It's like yeah, y'all get points. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. 
So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. 007 of this side of it. But then... We know, really get On the other mm-hmm. side of it, something else that's mm-hmm. going on between Spotify, Apple Music, mm-hmm. Tidal. Yep. Something else that they... There's something else going on. And they ain't telling these... Yeah, they got their own type of record label. Mm-hmm. Slip. It's, yeah, it's, it's some kind of yeah. split. It's, it's some just, kind of. It's just like that story with a uh, Vincent Man that came out, right? Him uh, giving them women money and shit, right? But he was private; they couldn't find that shit. But as soon as they went public, they know exactly where every dollar went to. He paid her three million. He paid her two million. Out of this, it isn't that. You know what I'm saying? They like when like that shit come out, bro. But when you private, you keep a lot of shit up on the raps because mm-hmm. can't nobody tell you where your own money at. Yeah. But them them, them the record label, bro. That shit that's crazy. They just don't think about, about yeah, and they not playing. So right. I just, well, I just be like, man, like you know, I've been in this game a long time. I'm just trying to figure that out. Like, how the fuck? Yeah, a lot of niggas been saying that. Even Kanye West said it. Kanye West said, you know, he did the. Uh the stem player yeah. with the Donda two or some shit like yeah. that because he was talking about the record label getting more money. So it's been niggas saying it, you know, but can't nobody figure it out. I don't know why that shit like that. I've been said I'm, I ain't no way. Look at man, if you only doing one twenty five. The first, first week, there's no way in the hell you, you work thirty million. How you get right, right, thirty yeah. million dollars up front? What the hell up. is going on? No, so you know what niggas back in the day were doing one twenty five on a on a on an eighth week. Like, yeah, right. Like literally. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. Like, I don't get that. I don't get it, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I do not get it, man. Yes, we are a more dominant music genre than they really want to let on. Though. I think rap is hip hop is the most. Well, we number one. We got the shit on lock now. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, after, um, uh, really, yeah, right on that yeah. Uh we got the music on live, but I just think it's something I just think it's a back end thing that they're not telling us about. Yeah. I think we're not we're not exposed to everything that's going on with this accounting and what and this stream rate shit, bro. This shit got me like, you know what I mean? I just I'm trying to figure this shit out. And then all of a sudden when we start asking questions about it and people ask questions about it and they say, Oh, we're gonna move the rate up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We can give y'all more. Now, it but, probably it, it's probably stipulations in the contract. Like just because they say, oh, "Okay, we gave a little Dirk a thirty million dollar contract," is he getting all that thirty million at one time? Yo, God, he got his thirty five million dollar check up front. Mm. I know this for a fact. These niggas is like is it, listen. The music industry right now is like niggas is really. It ain't about back in the day. Back in the day, they had a million dollar deal. You didn't get a million dollars. You may you may have got three hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and then they put the promotion on the budget. You recording for uh, the whole deal. Now niggas say they give you a million because I know it because even on the publishing deal side of things, like that's what the been, nigga been doing. Mm-hmm. It's like bro, niggas really getting them like Pooh Shice before he went locked up. He really got a three million dollar publishing deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He really yeah, got nah, they, they did show him in the court filings. He had three million in his bank account. Yeah, because he, he had just got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, three, three. Yeah, yeah, just got three million six hundred some thousand yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah, just got the deal or whatever and shit mm-hmm. like right before you got locked up. Mm-hmm. Three M's. Yeah, and they court filing. They had, to, they had to pull his his like. Yeah. I didn't know how much money he had. Yeah, three M's. He three point six in the bank. Yeah, that they knew about. That hurt right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it hurt in the sense that like they ain't taking it from him, but he just got at least he got it. Yeah. 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 I realize he got five years. He probably he probably been. 
he probably done did what two already. Mm-hmm. He gonna do eighty five percent, so he may do another year. He be home in like another year, year and mm-hmm. a half maybe. And he's still gonna be up. So mm-hmm. and he and he still ain't gonna be no older than what twenty four. Oh, he finna listen. He's straight. The young nigga finna come home to that money he got in his account. That motherfucker gonna do a, 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 a gymnastics yeah. when he touch down. Yeah, he's still young. He's straight. He they, all the he finna get every feature. He gonna come out of jail. You come out of jail with the buzz anyway. So it's mm-hmm. like you come out of jail. This motherfucker gonna come out of jail to yeah. to everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Smyrna definitely came home to something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He doing his thing now. Even his old homeboy came out with some bread. Uh, Robert, Roddy Rebel. Roddy Rebel came yeah. out yeah. Mm-hmm. with the bread. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Bad Speakers Podcast. Your boy, Sean. It's your boy, G Downs. We got Skeet in the building. How you doing over there? Going on, Skeet. Another episode. But look, we got a special guest in the building special today. Guest. Memphis legend. This man, you probably seen him in Superfly the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, don't work with E40, mm-hmm. Jim Jones, Swizz Beats, LL Cool J, Remy Ma, Young Buck, Fabulous, Slim Thug. Uh, I want to say Mike Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Man came out. <laughs> Yo, got it. Yeah. Yo, got it. Dolph. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, <laughs> Peace, yeah. Dolph. Had yeah. to hit crispy back in the day, man. Yeah. We got Kia Shine in the building. Ken Folk. How you doing on, today, man? Doing today, man. What's going with you, bro? Right now. Yes, sir. We appreciate you coming through, man. Nah, I appreciate being really, being, really do, man. How are you doing? I'm, man, I'm, I'm blessed by the best, man. You know what I mean? They can have all the rest, man. Already, I'm, I'm blessed by the best, bro. I wake up every day with an attitude of gratitude. Gotcha. You yes, know sir. what I'm saying? Just like thankful. You know what I mean? Because you know God ain't through with us. Oh, I always say, man, God ain't through with me this morning. He got more to do with me this morning because He gave me a morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, so it's like you know, and I feel like that. Like I feel every day I get up, bro. I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm like, like what, what's gonna happen next? You know what I'm saying? What are you ready to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Planning a wedding can be intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customized suit right from home. With dozens of high thread count fabrics, patterns, and colors to choose from, Indochino lets you fine-tune every detail and design a suit tailored perfectly to your body and your personality. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose fabric and customizations without leaving the house. Or book a showroom appointment and let Indochino's dedicated style guides help you and your wedding party look flawless for the big day. Their experts have been dressing grooms and groomsmen since 2007. And with suits starting at just $4.99 and fitted shirts at $89, Indochino is bespoke without the premium price tag. Get a wedding suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code PODCAST to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code PODCAST. We want to start from the beginning, man. Yeah. Um, Memphis, Tennessee. You from yeah. what, North Memphis? I'm from North Memphis, and then I end up moving to East Memphis and finished out my uh, high school up on the east side or whatever. Okay. Yes, indeed. Now, east side is super loud now. But, uh, yeah, North Memphis, man. I'm from Memphis, man. Uh, Memphis is a home of the blues, birthplace of rock and roll, and it's also like the backbone of the Southern culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um it doesn't always now lately we have been receiving it, but we haven't always received the the uh the flowers mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and our roses as far as what we are to the game. Yeah. Because we smaller than, than than the A. You know what I mean? Like we 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 uh, definitely as is, is a is very influent, influential just like 
Atlanta has been to the culture. Memphis has always been a backbone to the to the Southern rap and, the, mm-hmm. and to the into the culture. And even now, it's like I look around and I'm like, man, I'm I'm so excited about what I'm seeing coming from the town. Because when I started back in, you know, getting music money back in 01, you know, running around putting out your Gotti albums in 03, mm-hmm. you know, with life and, and I'm I'm taking Gotti up to New York and in LA and, and and at the time guys was it really wasn't into the the sound that we were coming with that mm-hmm. Memphis sound you mm-hmm. know what I mean and, and and what we were doing musically there's only a few labels at the time that was even investing money or doing deals with southern artists that was TVT which is why I had my distribution deal with with Lil John, John with like, Yang yeah. Yang Twins and then you mm-hmm. had Universal that mm-hmm. was doing their thing and like priority but it was like you know you know, you just, it was a few in between. You know, Ludacris had to deal with Def Jam. They had a Def Jam South thing going on, but it was like, wasn't a lot of, uh, of of avenues that was really trying to hit a Southern sound. During that time, New York still had the the uh, the wave, you know what I mean? And it right. was like the South, even though we had cash money and we had no limit, mm-hmm. it's still Southern music wasn't getting the respect that it was getting now. But I'm blessed to be able to have been a like a pioneer source of being able to like, you know, going up there and like, you know, putting the flag down um, for my city early, mm. you know, and being able to uh, to do that and then being able to, like, see it now to where it's like, you know, I look at Glorilla, you know what I mean? She done mm. popped off, like, the top of the year. No one knew who she was. That's true. You know, now yeah. she's over at the Wildest Music Festival performing overseas in London, like, from mm-hmm. Frasier, from where I'm from. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, I see, like, in how fast... That it's happened back in the day. I'm pulling up whole tour buses wrapped with Gotti, Criminal Main, Mr. N, Skinny Pimp, Gangsta mm-hmm. Black, Lil Chat, all the artists that I signed with my label, Rap Puzzlers, and was pushing my wave and really doing our thing. Now it's like, bro, it's like like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Guys are coming out of Memphis, female artists, male artists, as well as like producers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're coming. Tay Keith is killing it right now. Kill, he, oh, just, yeah. he just did the new Cardi B hot shit joint. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, the Memphis sound is... Trap is now pop. Yep. You right. know what I'm saying? And like Memphis, and the Memphis sound is like, that's what where it's at right now. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Shout out to Hit Kid who produced the Glorilla mm-hmm. Junk, another producer mm-hmm. that's just killing it from Memphis. We've always had beats. Mm-hmm. But now what you're seeing is like, you're seeing the beats hit the streets, you're seeing the artists hit the streets and like really eat yeah. off of their music. You know, I've always pushed the independent grind myself with my label rap hustlers, but like seeing what CMG has done, seeing what PRE has done, right. is just taking it to the they've taken the 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 blueprint and they've just like they 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 understand they ownership. Yeah. And they own, and, and and whether you're doing it ownership like through Empire and Gazi, which I've been having my distribution deal with Gazi since two thousand nine. Shout out to guys in the Empire, but like that was one of my first deals I had after I left Universal. But like seeing like how PRE and Daddy them is doing it with Key Glock and Key, Rest yeah. in Peace Dolph, those guys mm-hmm. over there, they man, they they twerked that yeah. independent thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. And then seeing what Gotti is doing from a major label perspective of how he's like running through these labels, getting mm-hmm. these checks, getting these bags, mm-hmm. it just makes sense. But I yeah. like I said, I remember being in New York, oh two, oh three. You know what I mean? And, and people not really getting it, yeah. not really understanding it, and being able to be alive and being able to be in a, in the position that I'm in and seeing like what's happening now, it's hard not to be excited. You know what I'm saying about it and just seeing the kind of right. money that's being it's millionaires. 
uh, D Mac, Two Banging, um, One Boy De Niro, Love, mm -hmm. Dirty Fresh. Uh, I'm just looking at all the the producers, Drama mm -hmm. Boy. You know, from, yeah, I from, forgot from, 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 from Memphis. See, yeah. I started with Drama. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. That Drama Boy. A lot of people don't know that. That's how I really got in the game. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you a story. All right, all right. so it's 2000. Man, it's year 2000, and my boy, um, I was going to meet this A&R, Dino Del Valle. Dino signed cash money to that $30 million deal to Universal. Now, then, the, then when did they have something to do with that, too? Yeah, they had, but, but Dino was working for, you know, you know he works for Universal. He okay, that's on the Universal end. The table, okay, Universal gotcha. end. So, uh, shout out to Winnie Day, though. All right, so it's like, so I'm up, he was in town to sign Player Fly. Mm -hmm. Back in the, back before Fly went to jail, back in 2000, 2001, somewhere around that time. Friend of mine bring him by my crib. I had my own label. I'm trying to pitch with my little brother artist. My little brother's my artist that I had. We had Diamond Cut Entertainment at the time, and we was like pushing our pushing our wave. And it was like he ain't did none of the music, but he was like, bro, he dug me. He said, when you come to New York, look me up. You know what I mean? Come 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 out of me and come have a meet with me or whatever and stuff. So I shot to New York like the next month. We talking about like this like 2001. I go up there, meet with him. My first meeting to New York, I'm meeting with Tina Davis at Def Jam, and I'm meeting with with uh, with Dino Del Valle at Universal. Mm -hmm. I go up there, I'm, I'm excited. I'm from the town. I'm thinking I'm finna, you know, get up mm -hmm. here and make these folks, you know, succumb to my way. But they really weren't feeling the vibe of the music at the time that mm -hmm. I was producing, and then I was putting out or whatever and stuff. So when I'm sitting in Dino's office, and of course, like I'm a little bit like I'm I'm kind of down in in my spirit because you know you're excited to go to New York. First time you're gonna make a beat, you thinking that this could be the thing that changes my life. Mm -hmm. And it was over time, you know what I'm saying? But gotcha. but in this first meeting though, I'm sitting up there with a man, I'm playing them beats and stuff, and I'm playing them songs, and then I just like I just pulled this tape out that had like a, a beat on it from this particular producer. I played the beat and I was finna rap on the jump because I felt like he felt me, even though he wasn't really digging none of the music that I was presenting to him. So I was like, all right. I'm ready to spit a bar. Before I get a verse out, this man says, yo, how much for that beat? Now, at the time, I didn't get, I didn't buy beats. Mm -hmm. I used to just get beats from producers around the way. I used to give you the beat. We helping each other. It wasn't mm -hmm. no buying beats. I never, so when he said he wanted to buy the beat, I was like, well, what you'll give me for the beat? He said, I'll give you 5000 for that beat. Oh, that beat sold. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, sure. Yeah. yeah. I went up there as a CEO of my own record label at the time, Diamond Cut Entertainment. When I got back on that plane, I had a whole new vision. You were producer. Rap hustlers. I'm finna sell beats. I'm finna rap hustle. I'm finna like, okay, I see, I can come up here with a beat and I can be able to sell this beat. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a rap. Oh, it's a rap. Let me tell you what I did. I went home to that producer and said, give me the rest of your beats. Okay? <laughs> give me all your beats. I'm going right. to gonna split everything 50-50. 2,500 your way, 2,500 yeah. my way. Right. And I'm going to go up here and sell these beats. Well, that producer was Drummer Boy. It was wow. Chris Golson. He just got out of high okay. school. You know what I mean? And I heard I heard the beats. I was like, yo. Nigga, he got, he got this it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So So he happy. Just yeah, just, yeah, he, it's yeah. like he happy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. man, this is $2,500. You just get out of high school and you selling beats? Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm I'm running up to New York and I'm selling them? Yeah. We yeah. do this, we do this, man. We keep running this play a few times and I end up getting a 10-song a ten, ten deal with Rough Riders. Rough Rider was on fire during that time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I got a 10-song ten ten song deal where they going to buy 10 beats from me. I took that deal to, to LA and met with Universal Music Publishing 
And I told them folks that I had a 10-song deal with, with uh, Rough Riders, man. I got one song that I did that DMX was on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't folks gave me a pub deal. I took that pub deal money they gave me back in 01. They gave me like 150. And I took that money and I came back to Memphis and I signed all the artists that had a buzz. Like, mind you, I had a label already. Mm-hmm. It was complete reinvention for me at this time. Like, you know what I mean? I It's like, like, it's like y'all doing Bad, bad Speakers podcast. And then you get up here and it's like, these folks say, okay, it's, it's something else. It's a different move. Y'all need to do it like this. Mm-hmm. And you figure out the way to be able to get the money for it. So you reinvent it. Bad, bad speakers, volume part two. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just kind of look at it like that, like reinvention. Like, okay, cool. I I had been doing my thing with my record label at the time, but we were really making a lot of money. We were just buying a lot of lessons. Right. So it was like when he asked about that beat, that was like the whole different perspective for me to like, okay, I could sell a beat. Even though I could rap, even though I had aspirations of being a Diddy of my city and all that, at the time, the man wanted to buy a beat. So all that, when I'm thinking in my head and all that or whatever, put this in this pocket over here. Let me go ahead and get that bread and put that in this pocket. You see what I'm saying? Because I'd see that this is the way I can be able to move. Doing that has always helped me in my life, period, of not like being so stuck in what I think. And relying on my own thoughts, but just seeing what the wave is today. What is the what is the what's paying today? Which way the game going? Yeah, which way is it going or whatever? Because I think sometimes, like I'm a spiritual dude, so you hear me talk about my God all the time. But it's like sometimes the way God bless you last season ain't the way He gonna bring it to you this season. Right. You know what I mean? You know, his is he might have a whole nother move. You can't get so caught up in thinking that this is the way when it's like, nah, man, like he could have a whole different way for you over here and you can be stubborn. And sometimes it said in the, in the world, you can't like rely not to your own understanding. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Acknowledge him. He'll make straight and plan your path. So it's like I just be a lot of times not relying to my own thoughts, but like going off what his direction is mm-hmm. and the direction led me to drama. I ain't a managing drummer. Give me some. I ain't know how to turn a drum machine on, but I'm out there selling beats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And making some money, and then I turned that into uh, opportunity to be able to sign Yo and and and, and little Chad and Skinny Pimp and mm-hmm. and just kind of remarket it myself. It's like the Diddy from my city, and started putting out these groups and 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 making waves. I had my own distribution with TVT, mm-hmm. and I just started killing it. You know what I mean? Speak, speaking of being the Diddy of your city, I just wanted to ask if I'm not mistaken, you helped Yo Gotti with his first project, right? Yeah. Like, like how, it, how was that experience? And you know, just seeing how he don't grew with all the artists that's coming up him like Big Boogie, yeah, everybody else. Like, yeah. how, like how that make you feel? I mean, it makes me feel great. I mean, it makes me like I look at it and I see like how you can open one door opens up five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like that door. I remember like it was yesterday when your guy first called my phone. Now I was getting a big buzz from the city because I was selling beats. I'm making money. Anytime you making some money, you know that buzz coming with it. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is you're doing, so I'm going to all the producers getting beats, selling beats. You see what I'm saying? And of course, my name started getting buzzed off of that. And then I got that bag from Universal, so I said, let me go and sign an anchor artist like Skinny Pimp that people knew mm-hmm. that would still go to the store and buy CDs from or whatever and stuff. So I, I got him. Gotti at the time had had his project out. He had one project out prior to, to me, but the project he had was on, it, it was like a big tape vibe, you know what I'm saying? And he went on the radio yet. But he had a cool name, you know what I'm saying, like over in, in North Memphis. Mm-hmm. So my thing was like, look, let me get you. You the young guy from North Memphis coming up. Skinny Pimp, you the old head. 
you know what I mean? Let me get you. And then I had myself. Then we had like Criminal Main and Little Chat had left 36 Mafia. So I was able to get her and just kind of put together all these artists from different sides of my city and put them together. What year this was? This was 02, 03, 04, you know what I'm saying? 05. Okay. That's what I was doing. All just putting out albums with these guys, you know what I'm saying? And like, and being, and featuring on those songs, co producing these songs, putting them with producers, you know what I mean? They're like, that's what's up came from. Drama and Yo Gotti. But you gotta you gotta think like it's like but that first album that I did with him. What up? This is Torrey, host of the Hard to Earn podcast. And if you're a fan of music reviews, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Hard to Earn. When my partner Bonesu Thompson and I review your favorite new albums and classic albums on pivotal anniversaries, you know, 10, 15, 20, etc. We review track by track, rating from one to that elusive perfect 10 is brought to you exclusively by the revolt podcast network anchored in hip-hop powered by creators life mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that we distributed nationally through tvt it did over 175,000 records and it's like that was the first time that drama and him got together you see what mm-hmm. i'm saying so that relationship started from there yeah. and then you had working. and they kept working so when you talk about to your answer your question when you say like how they made me feel. It's like I've been seeing things that like my fingerprints have been on mm-hmm. and that and then opened up and helped other individuals. But that's I think it's dope because yo always been a smart dude, you know what I mean, and a and, and a been a businessman and an artist. So it's like once he got exposed to to it, he was gonna go do it. Right. You know what I mean? So I my first trip, first time I went to LA, I brought him out there, you know what I mean, recording out there at Universal and stuff like that. Like just those times are like nostalgic, you know what I'm saying? Because I remember when the first calling me and like his accent being so heavy, I didn't understand what he was. <laughs> He's yo, bro. Who? Yeah. Who is it? I, I remember it, but I was like, and I just think about it and I just think it's dope. I think it's, a, I think it's an incredible thing what he's done for the city and what he's done for his family and then the opportunities that he's consistently given to young Love talent from Memphis. Love him or hate him, you must understand that he is opening up doors consistently mm-hmm. yeah. For my city and allowing guys who come from nothing like the Bugs or like Lorilla mm-hmm. and recently or whatever or Money Bag or you yeah. know he's been he's giving he's giving guys an opportunity to keep and going. To, to yeah. keep going same way. These days, having versatile clothing you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life and is made to last. Plus, with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone, and it's all made right here in the USA. Find your new wardrobe staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code WA23. ones were given to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I think it's dope. I just think it's great now that, you know, the that he don't have, we don't have to work so hard to make people get on the Memphis sound. Now, like, they own the sound now. Right. Yeah, yeah. You Y'all know have I mean? the biggest sound. We had Project Pat here. Mm-hmm. And, um... Uh, he was saying that damn near every song off his Mr. Don't Play has been sampled. And yes. He's he been eating off of that. How you feel about, I'm going to be honest with you, y'all done, as of right now, yeah. with, with a lot of stuff going on in Atlanta, y'all done probably caught up to Atlanta. And yeah. right far. Yeah. As today, as of now, yeah. and, 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 yeah. and like I said, and, and, and especially what, the sound. Yeah, yeah. Drake, for sure. Drake, uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, nonstop. The Jimmy Choo, the Jimmy, the Jimmy, uh, yeah. the Jimmy Johnny just came out with the Jimmy. Uh, oh, him and Twenty One Savage. Twenty One Savage. The like a light with a uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? He, Travis Scott. He did yeah. Project Pack Flow on that song too. Oh, on uh, uh, the the uh, J, Black Boy JB song. J, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the uh, Black Boy JB joint, the Nine On One Shelby Drive. Drive. Look, look alive. alive. Look, look alive. Yeah. Like, like how you feel about the sound basically taking over. Of basically rap right now, Glorilla beat. She, this is, is the hot. She has the, she has the hottest song, literally, literally for the ladies right now today. Yeah, that hottest, the hottest anthem for the summer. I can't even argue with that. that is 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 from her right now. It is. She's got it. No disrespect to City Girls and the junk she got with Usher. And they got with Usher. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to uh, the, the hot shit, which is still produced by Take Heat with Cardi B. John, but the hottest, the hottest, the hottest record right now is Glorilla. And she's from the town, so you're right. right. It's like, but at the same time, it's like I, I love to see the flowers that we getting from the music. I think Atlanta still is years ahead of Memphis in, in the sense of Legacy. entertainment, entertainment like TV, mm -hmm. film. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah like definitely. that's 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 where like we've definitely Memphis. I'm loving, you know, I'm, I'm Memphis to the, to the to the. It's all Memphis for me for sure. But it's like, but it, it's like I see Memphis musically. We've caught up, mm -hmm. but. Yeah. TV and film wise, this city is like light years ahead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like that's why I'm here. It's mm -hmm. like man, the the upside for film and television out here is it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's really like, everything is shot here. Yeah, yes. everything yes. is shot here. Speaking of them doors though, with with the connection, um, I know you work with Drake as well, right? Yeah, yeah. At, did, did those doors that opened up for you within that connection within Memphis? Because I know mistaken his dad from Memphis. Yeah, right. Yeah, Dennis. And, and within that connection, like, how did y'all like link up? All and, right, so uh, let me let me break the Drake thing okay. down with you. All right, so listen, the Drake thing was always an indirect play in the sense that, like, okay, Drake, I got the twenty five percent the best I ever had based mm -hmm. on it being sampled by Drake. He sampled a record. Drake samples people. Like we see okay. that he, he he samples a lot of Memphis music. He right. samples a lot of Memphis music. But at the time when when I got my percentage for that, it was like he sampled a record that I had produced for Lil Wayne. Oh, Do it for gotcha. the boy. Okay. So I didn't necessarily work with Drake. I gotcha. just did a song for Wayne that, that that Drake sampled, and I ended up getting twenty five percent of the song. Mm. And that was it, it was also writing credit. Yeah, too. The writer credit for yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? So like that was like. One of the first time Drake had sampled Memphis music, gotcha. you know what I mean, and that was the record. It was at five million sold to this day, so like that was like one of the first time. But if you look at his uh, his discography of music, mm -hmm. that's his mo. He goes sample mm -hmm. something, you know what I mean, from the town and, and 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 reinvent or whatever. So I think that's that's dope. I think uh, I, I was. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, why was he so defensive about it though? Like, I, what, know, was it more yeah. so because he didn't want people to know that? I think that uh, you know. I think that you know because that happens all the time. Hindsight twenty twenty, mm. but the but the but the internet written in pen not pencil. It's like he never came out and said, "Yo, I was wrong about that." Shine, you are correct. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in, in, in what you were saying, and you did get a co-write for that record because I sampled that record, mm -hmm. and when you said I sampled your record. So I think like if he had to do it again, I'm sure dude probably would have like did a different way. But that was his first one out the gate. You know what I mean? He probably was still learning the business. And when someone's saying, hey, bro, you co-wrote my song or whatever, he probably got defensive on that being a young artist at that time. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I look at it like that. And I, 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 I'm I, a kind of person that grant grace, you know what I'm saying, to people. Because I came in the game as a CEO. I didn't come in the game as a rapper. Okay. Even though a lot of people introduced to me as a rapper was mm -hmm. so crispy. 
Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, here's this rapper. But they didn't know that I had this. I was on my second label by the time, you know what I'm saying, that mm-hmm. I came out with a, an actual solo album and got my own, my own record deal. Mm-hmm. So I was able to look at Drake in that scenario as an artist okay. as mm-hmm. in, and me being a boss. Like, okay, yeah, he don't really know what's going on. When I see dude, we'll talk about it. And then we saw each other and it got squashed and it was all good. But he still never came out and said that, you know what I'm saying? Like he was wrong he, about that. Wrong high, about that thing record. or whatever and stuff. Yeah. But it's all good. I see what he does to sample stuff from Memphis. And mm-hmm. like you talked about the Block Boy JB song. He Like him hopping on that song, Chain Dude Life. Like, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I still look at the the plays, the, the indirect moves that guys do that I still benefit from. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. being, because it's, it's trendy, you know what I mean, to be able to sample Memphis music. So you can go sample all my music because it's all available right now and I own all of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so, you, so you still get paid off best I ever had? Yeah, I still get paid off okay. best I ever had. That's, like, um, that's, that's been a blessing, bro. And I still get paid off of uh, all my all my old music, man, because mm-hmm. like I own a lot of it. You know what I mean? And um, So I think that part of it was, I came in a game like that anyway. I came in a game pressing up CDs, owning shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so it's like I, I didn't I never came in like with a budget or I never came in like like how a lot of other guys came in. Yeah. But um but at the same time I you know, success I'm a fan of success regardless of how you end up coming across it and getting it. But it's mm-hmm. like for me, yeah, I, I own all my stuff. So it's like, yeah, I think it's dope. I love that people are sampling Memphis music and they've been sampling three six mafia catalog all the way. Yeah. And they go and I and I just know they eventually they'll get to mine. And they gonna get to uh, Dolph's, and you know what I mean, because that's just the way the nature of the game. The nature mm-hmm. of the game go, like you know what I mean. I know Crispy gonna be like 15 years old this year, so a lot of times they say the magic number is like 20 years mm-hmm. in the day, and people mm-hmm. take stuff and remake and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm just in the way. I know that's coming, but at the same time, <laughs> I, say, hey, look, I see the merch too. Yeah. I see the oh, merch. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like uh, like to me, being a creative is not just being you know an artist, but being mm-hmm. a rapper. Fact. Being a creative is is just you know you got digital creators you have just so many ways to create and put out your thing and today's marketplace is direct to consumer, DTC, basically like back in the day you have to actually make somebody want to get in their car drive to the store put gas in their car and go pick up something. There's a different kind of aficionado that comes with that consumer, that fan, and a lot of the guys who still from 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 that era. Who got those kind of fans do well today? Mm-hmm. Like the Gucci Mans, the Gotties, the people like that. They they still gonna always you know, diehard fans because they come from that CD era. But I think it's dope now that you could touch so many people so quickly. You know what I'm saying? So easy, Fast. faster. So it's faster now. The fan base isn't as they don't they don't they don't they have to really you have to flood on a lot of music or flood on a lot of content. Um, because the fan base, like, they fickle, too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they'll be on you, and then they'll be off you just that fast. I see guys that run up a million followers on their gram. They go Attention viral. Attention span just low. Man, somebody going viral every day. You know what I mean? So it's Every like, day, literally. Every day. Yeah. So, it's like, at the end of the day, the attention spans are short. Mm-hmm. People are, uh, you know, they're consuming a lot more stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about before when we got started, people buy more into people mm-hmm. now than, than they do in, in, in as far as the song. Right. So it's like, for me, it's like, okay, if you have a fan or you have somebody that I consider my, everybody I speak for is king folk and queen folk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I speak to those that are king folk and queen folk. Gotcha. So for my fan base, it's like lifestyles, like what you wear, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, whatever you share, you want to make sure you have some ownership in it. So it's like, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with wearing designer stuff because I rock that too when they send it to me, you know what I'm saying, for free. Shout out to Celine. But <laughs> at the same time, like, yeah. but if, but I rock my own stuff too. Yeah. And I sell my own stuff. Like when I post stuff on the ground, most of the, everything I'm rocking for the most part is going to be my own. And I think it's important for you to be able to have that too because that consumer that's directly connected to you, you got to have something to be able to sell them. You gotta have something to be able to tell them. So I just think for me, I want to be able to just you know give my consumers merch. Mm -hmm. I can be creative with the vibes with it. It's another way to create and get that energy out. Mm -hmm. You know what, what I mean? You want. Yeah, and still mm -hmm. and, and and still like that consumer who buy. I love that's when I one of my loves is to be able to when a consumer one of my when a, when somebody buys something from me, mm -hmm. and I get that that, that alert on my phone a notification. Man, it just it be so it hit so different because it's like. It's the music and stuff. You can just go stream the music. It don't. It's not the same kind of transaction, when like how you'd be back in the day when you used to go to the store and get it. Mm. It's just like you know, oh, who got the new song? Okay, let me just. I got it. It's not. Yeah. It's nothing. But that transaction yeah. for buying merch and selling merch is like different. Yeah, it's like bro, they they are rocking they care. there. They yeah. care. They support. You know what I mean? And I always tell people, man, yeah, wear it and share it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I and I appreciate it. So it's like. That part of it is is super cool to me, man. I, I love the merch game, and I love the fact that I can just post. You see it, you want to buy it, boom, bop, bip, click, click, click. You got it. Facts. That part of it is dope. With the, that's yeah. the dope part of the grind right now, man. That I that you didn't have back in the day. No. Do you think that's a like going back to what you said before? That do you think that's like affecting fame though? Like just having too much access to celebrities now. Like you got to think about it. Like when we came up. We watch musicians and artists perform, and it's like whatever they did for that night. We went to school, and we got up early in the morning. We talked about that shit at the bus yeah, stop, yeah. and it's like, oh shit, y'all remember that from last night? Yeah, and that's all you knew until they had another moment again. But yeah. now you can see niggas' moments every day that you wake up. That's true. So it's like it it, it takes it away. I, I don't know, man. It's just like and people are like you said before. People are always just looking for the next thing like quickly. That that tension span is low, man. I just is. think I think social media is like hurting fame. Celebrities yeah. ain't what celebrities used to be. Well, I think I think people be famous. Like I think the the, the goal is to be have notoriety or be notoriety comes with respect. People mm -hmm. respect what you got going. I don't think the goal should be to be famous. Mm -hmm. I think because people are famous for being nothing, for doing nothing. You just, do, you know, just, right. you just because you can just go viral on anything. It could be you know what I mean. So it's like okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're right in the sense that it does take away a little bit of the mystique of your favorite mm -hmm. artist. But at the same time, like for a hustler, it's like, man, it's beautiful because I could really like I could control my narrative. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Back in the day. It makes more millionaires now. Yeah. yeah back in true. the day though, like they could control the narrative for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You programmed by BET and MTV. It's what you watching. These are the videos you watching. Um, and then like, you know, if something happens in the media, you don't have a way to be able to necessarily go address. In today's marketplace, bro, you can really get on your gram and be like, like Kevin Hart when he cheated on his gal, right? Yeah. Man, like, look, man, I cheated, man, man, what I did, man, I'm finna dress this shit head on, let everybody know what's going on. Like, you can control, water you, on the bridge. Yeah, yeah, you could control your narrative because you could talk to your fan mm -hmm. directly. Right. I ain't saying, I just, not me, when I go on my gram, if you follow me, I'm I'm entertaining on my gram. Yeah, I want, I want you to, like, I want you to go to the gram and inspire you, or I want to make you laugh. You know what I'm saying? And like, and the music is just a backdrop because it's, it's just music is is like the the appetizer to a bigger 
to everything else. To everything else to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, but so I kind of look at it like that. I like, man, this is dope. You can be able to pull people in, you know what I mean, and get a slow drip going and just win, win, get, get your fan base. Because you can have a million followers, but you may not have a million supporters. Mm-hmm. And I, But I like having people that actually really engage, you know what I'm saying, really go from my Instagram to my website to buy stuff, to give me their data, to give me that info. So I can be able to, if I don't get on the gram today, I can still go on my phone and email everybody on my who subscribe to my vibe on coffee on right. coffeewithkenfolk.com. Right. I can just go bam right here. Email, boom, boom, click a few buttons, boom, and I done, I done reached all these people. I love that, man. Yeah. I, I was gonna ask you what Kenfolk Coffee is about. Coffee with Kenfolk yeah. is like it's literal, is is coffee in the sense of that like when you wake up in the morning, like me, I'm an avid coffee drinker, so I get up and I have coffee. I love coffee. You know what I mean? I can break down coffee a million ways. My wife mm-hmm. from Seattle. We've been together 20 years. Yeah. I just like coffee. It's like brain juice. It do stuff for me. Yeah. But at the same time, like, what if I could put you up on coffee literally in the sense of like what I'm saying is waking you up? Gotcha. Like, that's you know what I mean? Like, that's so, what I was asking so, about. So yeah. that's what my thing is like. Let me give you some inspiration for your situation. Let me give you a cup full of good positivity and possibility with me. Mm-hmm. And then the coffee be some good black coffee to just wake you up and get your mind going. Because your endorphins in the morning and the daytime is like it's when you're the strongest. When I go to the record, I do. I work in the daytime. The nighttime stuff. Oh no 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 no. You won't never see me in that unless it, like I don't do the nighttime spots. I do mm-hmm. the daytime vibes because my endorphins and my think clear in the morning. You know what I mean? I think and, and it's like my endorphins is popping and it's like so. A lot of times, like you gonna run your day or your day gonna run you. So it's like if you get that right inspirational word in the morning. Is you gonna be open to receive it in the morning? So that's what I always try to do is just come on and give somebody something that like some game, some 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 lessons and blessings, some tools and jewels, something that they can be able to use, mm-hmm. something that I don't learn that I can give out that it's like I gave it out today. It ain't about me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I ain't get up and thinking about me first. I'm thinking about like how I can put because like the thing about it, man, the, the death and life is in the power of your tongue. So you gotta speak life. I try to speak life, you know what I mean? It's because I don't want to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like before I'm supposed to. And I want to speak life to inspire somebody else. Mm-hmm. There, all of us in this room have heard someone say something to us that have inspired us before. Facts. Mm-hmm. Your words are powerful. You know what I'm saying? Like you spell words. Words mm-hmm. have a spell to them. Word, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you words are powerful. And if you yeah. and, and once you speak them, you can't bring them back. You know what I'm saying? You tell kids, so you tell a kid with a with an impressionable mind something negative when they're young, man, they gonna hold that shit to the rest of their life. You know what I mean? It's gonna affect them. The words be powerful. So it's like for me, if I could use my words or use my platform to be able to speak some life to some people, it's gonna help them. You know what I mean? And then they'll come up to me, bro. I went to do what uh revolt music, black music the other week. Mm-hmm. When I'm in there, a guy pulls up to me, says, Bro, you don't know me. But, bro, I followed your coffee with Kenfolk, and I was going through depression, and it's, bro, you helped me. You mm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I get that everywhere I go, bro. And I think, like, that right there, it be holding more weight than necessarily, like, you know, you tell me you like a song I came out with, that's gravy. But to say that my words helps you get through a problem in your life. It touch you. It mm-hmm. touch you. Like, that right there, like, that to me, you know, you can put that in music and that touch people too, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But, like, just, like, to be able to have a... A, a conversational setting like we got right now, and it could be able to help somebody else with they with what they got going in their life, bro. 
they're gonna pay it for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. so I just I, I want I wanna see the world. I think we could we could we could kinda it's imperative that we change the narrative that that's going on with our people and how we are like killing each other. Like and like it is always a negative Nate and the negative Nancy and all that vibe, bro. Like and I'm like, man, like it's it's gotta change, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, how does it change? Well, it's like it changes in the homes, it changes for people's perspective. It's just like it has to be like different perspectives being put out there. Like it's like a car battery. You take a negative and a positive to start it, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you gotta but the the, the if you the current the 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 positive uses the negative when you start when you start the car. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It uses that negative current mm-hmm. to get it going. I think like we gotta it's a balance of yep. the two. And I just think the balance sometimes gets off. It's way off. Right? It's off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like we gotta like you know let people that that uh it's just like it gotta be other voices, other things, other perspectives, other mind states to be able to like balance it out. So that's why I like opportunity to come speak because it's like at least somebody watching could be able to be like, okay, here's another perspective, here's something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that and that's how you change the the that's how the narrative becomes becomes different. You know what I mean? Because a lot of the kids that are, um, or the, the young black men that's coming up, we 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 just like we're not hearing the positive. We're not hearing no. the. We just we just hearing. I, I, we just, I don't know. think they want to hear it though. Not, like the kids, like because I remember when I was a kid, I didn't want to hear it. So so it, it got to be said the right. It's, way. It's got, it just got to be said the, the right way. way. Yeah, like, like coming across preachy or something. Yeah, like that, yeah you, you know? can't preach to them, it, but it got to be like. It just, it just, it's just like that's why I feel like my it's a calling. Like I feel like it's it's my job to be mm-hmm. able to to rap with them and just like to because there's no real no these folks raised by IG not OGs yeah. but if you can get some OGs on IG <laughs> saying some cool things to yeah. these young yeah. Gs they could be like yo hold up yeah. man I might not just it's like, like, it's like a lot of OGs going backwards though we as as black men have to be able to say yo man. Like, yeah, yo, y'all, you the black, y'all killing each other, but that shit ain't cool. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? For and for what? Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like we it's just it's just a perspective gotta change, bro. Like, so I just feel like some of that shit is like we gotta be OGs. Right. And like you said, OGs be going backwards. They, they is not backwards. It's, it's, it's like we it's like we glorify what we get stereotyped for. I don't I don't understand that. I don't think it's cool either. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's cool to glorify our stereotypes at all times. Like you know, what I mean, I, I don't think that that's cool. I think like, bro, we got to be accountability. We got to be mm-hmm. accountable for what we what we what we putting out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think you gotta you gotta put out some of that some of that positive, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So at least it's like people people get positive confused with soft. That's not the case. But that, that's uh, that's what I think the problem though too. Nobody nobody. Ever wants to be confused and soft? Yeah, mm-hmm. like they feel like that's that that that's soft, but it's like I'm gonna tell you, like when I see these young dudes bust their gun and they go kill somebody. Now you know, make a plan with your family and all that or whatever. I get it, you know what I'm saying? But like when you talking about like you just killing over over what? Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. The street, you don't, the street n- you n- don't even own. The street mm-hmm. you don't own. Nigga disrespecting you. Okay, get the scrap with them. Fight. But I see, I see, I see them. They pull them units up so quick, you know what I mean. And it's like, I just, I don't, I don't. The when he, it's like, okay, I think about the boy who did the race. I, mean, I, I couldn't take that case, so I did the race. Okay, bro, he really ain't getting out. 
him, but I don't think he, I don't think that done hit him yet. See, it's like, it's like when you, when folks really is hiding you. Yeah. They're really not letting you out. You really are going to be in there for, forever. But he's so young and ain't hit him yet. You and can see like, how he act on them calls and stuff. Yeah, he's like, you know, you still up here throwing, man, listen, man, Larry Hoover said, man, he ain't affiliated with that shit no more. Yeah. He said, you're not affiliated with no more because, bro, he oh. didn't want to come to the house. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, bro, you young niggas out there, man, killing each other, bro. And they go sit down, bro. That, that, that shit for real, man. Yeah. You in there for you, you in there, man. And them folks hit with years. The boy that killed dogs, what had something to do with killing dogs? Even around. You finna be in there. Yeah. You're gonna be sitting in there for all for yo, yo, in, in a dick factory. No yeah. sausages. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't no, ain't, you can't have can't have sex with no girl in there. You never going. You know what I mean? All they like it's like, bro. And people, he might he might not live in there. Yeah, you, you know and you might saying? not live. You gotta value. You gotta value life. It just seems like our youth don't value life. It's it's gonna be. This, this is what I noticed, right? Like, bro, you don't make a don't make don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary situation. Facts. Mm -hmm. Why are y'all making these permanent decisions based on a temporary, oh, this might disrespect me temporarily, he disrespect you. Okay, man, you checked him, but you, you, you could have, y'all could have scrapped. You know what I mean? What happened to the scrapping? What happened to the, no, nobody wants to do that. Then they give us all these guns. Yeah. Oh, they want like, us to kill each other. Now. Listen, they're yeah. giving us. Did you, do you see what's they going on? They're passing laws now. They're passing laws in LA, New York. Like, LA, New York already was, was off the rock, off the chain. Texas now, never gave a fuck. And now it's like, <laughs> now it's like, it's cool. Everybody can get guns. Everybody can strap up. Yeah. I'm not, I got guns, but I'm saying I'm not in the, in the, in the, when you, every day, you moving around with that, with that unit, every mm -hmm. day. And just every day, bro, you just all day you you, you clutching that John, and you just all day that's what, you, bro. Something gonna happen, man. You finna bust it. You finna use it. You that's what's finna happen. You put so that energy out. there. The energy mm -hmm. is what you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, bro, like that need to be the last result. You know, what I mean, I don't want to have to kill you. You know what I'm saying? But I will to be able to make it to the house or protect my own. But it's like, I I don't want to go have to go all the way there. Why, why do we go from the one to the ten? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like a zero to a hundred, just like that. Mm -hmm. And now you done done it. Now you like okay. Let's let's talk about the boy who just got who just got uh who just got murdered. Trouble, rest mm -hmm. in peace. Trouble. Right. Like, bro, that dude who killed him, uh, allegedly, bro. Like your life is like that's it. It's over with. Mm -hmm. Like. These folks are really hiding us in these jails. Yeah, these time mm -hmm. is for real. But that's what I'm saying. I, I think a lot of them is so young they don't understand it. Like, mm -hmm. like we have the foresight because because we older, we more we more developed, right? Yeah. But these kids ain't even mentally developed yet to even understand that type of time. Yeah, that's why you do shit. That's why you do dumb shit when you're young. But even when I was younger, man, and like I said, man, I I, I guess it's about my grandma and my mom and my folk. Mm -hmm. Like they really like, like man, this the temporary versus the permanent. You know what I'm saying? Like they always put that on me. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if you do something right now, like if you you could be fucked up today, mm -hmm. but but bro, tomorrow it could change. But see, you know I'm, what I'm saying? Like, but the, but they they they. But I know all the the 
I know the pills they hitting them with. You know what I mean? And and and, and the the thirty thirties, the 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 pills making folks numb. It's fucking what they burn a little bit. Yeah, it, it's it's making them numb to what they're doing. You yeah. know what I mean? And then by the time you do it, and you look up and it's like bam. You know what I mean? Now, now I will say this too though. I think what we got. I like conversation like that. We got to look another thing about the problem though. The parents ain't the same either. How True. your, like you say, your grandmama, your mm-hmm. mama, or my mama, your mama, mm-hmm. this and that raise does. Man, I see a lot of these parents, just, you know, women I've known in my life, don't give a damn nah, about what mm-hmm. they child That's do. true. Like, yeah. literally, at a young age, and they'll say something like, oh, look, 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 Twan, he just bad. No, he you raising a, to a, be a bad, future. Like, he right. ra- he going to be a future jail. Like, yeah, he going to jail. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, the parents is messed up. Like, mm-hmm. like. And so when they grow up, these new parents don't understand that they raised their child wrong. Our parents cared, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Literally cared yeah. and told us, hey, learn how to fight, you know what I'm saying? And shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. These parents nowadays, man, it ain't like that no more, bro. That is true. It ain't that, like that. And, no and more, like man. we talked about earlier, it do, it do start at, it does start at the house, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's different, man. It's, it's different. It, 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 it is, man. And, and, I, and you are right about that. I hate to see that, though, bro. Like, I just. Like it seemed like the kids be being raised by the, the parents. Seem like like it seemed like it's like a different forty year old or it's a different thirty. That's what like, I'm saying. Right. It's not the same as it was. You are you are correct in that sense, bro. It's yeah. like it's different. You know, man. What I mean? just, like, just look at a girl with uh, a woman with her kids, and she young. And look mm-hmm. how she let's just look at how she talk to them, what she do around them. Like my mom used to say, "Don't do what I do. Do as I say." Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Or she wouldn't okay. even do something around right. me or tell me to go to the next room. So she yeah. can hit, you know, hit yeah. a dope or right. whatever she wanted yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's just different. But I wanted to ask you though, man. Um, I know you say you signed Yo Gotti early on. Yeah. What made y'all part ways? Like what happened? All right. So Yo, like you said, youth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Youth plays a big part in it. Money played a big part in it too. We did a deal with TVT for that Life album. Mm-hmm. And um, TVT, I had didn't do any advance. I was supposed to get a seven dollars and fifty cent a record. Um, and uh, we had did like over a hundred some thousand records with that joint, bro. And basically, uh, um, Steve Godley, well, we had a one of my partners in the street, we was you know, what I'm saying, we was doing that thing, mm-hmm. and he didn't get busted, right? Mm-hmm. So when he got busted, it was like a ripple effect, everybody heard about it, or whatever, and shit. it was a whole thing. So it was like Steve Godley took that as, an, as, a, as a prime time to be able to like ease in and say, okay, you know. To go ahead and make his move and sign with you, sign Gotti, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we signed Gotti um, directly to TVT um, after oh, okay. after we did the Life album okay. through them or whatever. So me and Gotti had a joint venture for two albums or whatever and stuff. But then because everything had got jammed up with mm-hmm. our label and we was kind of weak at the time with my partner went to jail and all that or whatever, it was like they took that as a time to be able to kind of divide and conquer. And that's kind of what took place. You know what I mean? And, mm. and then, like I said, but then Gotti was going through his own thing too because I know that time Grip was a, uh, Grip and uh, and um, and uh, Juke was, was 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 jammed up with something too and it was like he had to go, Juke was on the run. It was all kind of stuff going on. It was just a, it was a difficult time. Mm-hmm. So it was like he had to do what was right for him at the time because his situation was kind of going through it, and then and, and my situation was going through it as well. And 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 old Steve Godley decided you know, he was that was the CEO of uh, 
TVT and he just tried to bust a move and that's what them labels will do. They will try to get in between and they knew I was at a weakened state where I couldn't really fight mm-hmm. them legally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I was, you know, was, was in a bad space or whatever, like with that bread at the time. So I pretty much lost everything I had back in like 04, 03, 04 after we had those records out and put those albums out or whatever, bro. Um, and I mean, then my partner got busted or whatever. It was like this before yeah. you started rapping. Yeah, it was. Just, I was always rapping. I would rap on Gotti stuff. We had yeah. songs together like Breaker Man, and um, we had songs like uh, like uh, Sell My Dope, and songs that was just like you know classics or whatever. Mm-hmm. TVs, Icy White, that were like popping. But like I was, all, I was on all of them songs. But um, but, um, but I was scene. more like also like you know putting out the stuff too, mm-hmm. and uh, being being like a P Diddy in my city, basically like trying to be my own version of, of Master P or, or Baby or whatever, and that's what I was doing. But it's like when that happened and, and my partner got busted, and you know, and we lost so much money, mm-hmm. it was like you know, and then TVT decided to not pay for the records that I put out oh, through wow. them. In the same time, there was Lil John was going on, and and, and um, they they was he was uh, doing some legal things with Lil John and Yin Yang Twins. They all was going through it. He wasn't, you know, paying. They folded, right? Yeah, they ain't a folding. Yeah, yeah, they ain't, they ain't a folding because you know, like I said, when you do bad business, it, it just you it know, comes back. Something out, it come out. Yeah, it comes back to you, and it came back. You know what I mean? And it's like, but that, I went through a rough time. You know what I mean? I lost mm-hmm. artists, I lost cars, houses. Only thing I didn't lose was my spouse. Who I still have with me to this day, you know what I'm saying? That's God, and, you know, and um, but yeah, I lost, I lost a whole lot, man. And and we was, I was sleeping in her cars some night. But what the smart thing I did do is I put my phone number inside that album that I put out on TVT, and people would, and I had my DVD inside that Yo Got It Life CD. So mm-hmm. people would call me, bro, from Houston, but I'm right, bro, this shit bumping, man. Man, come do two songs for me, man. Man, I shoot down there, man. Okay, what you got? Me and my little brother, Dirty Fresh, and my wife. Man, going on the road in her t- Honda Civic, man, pulling down in Houston, man, and uh, and selling beats, Damn. selling music, bro, and uh, it and and, it, and I got myself back on my feet mm-hmm. like that, like the you know what I mean, just the word of mouth, just people like, like I said, I had done a good job of marketing what I was doing with my rap hustle label then anyway, so it was like I just didn't have no bread left, you know what I'm saying, and I just went through that. This was like bam, but I did have that work out there in the streets and that work, that good work. You know, it, it started coming back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And people mm-hmm. would call me to come produce with them and, and feature with them or whatever, bro. And I got my bread up and I was able to... Uh, then I put out an album on La Chat, um, Dramatized, when she left 3-6 Mafia. Mm-hmm. And we did like about... Had a record with her and Mike Jones, just like 04, 05. And I put a record out with her. And um, and that record did like 25, 30,000 CDs. And that money but that's got, all you, though. Yeah, it got me yeah. back on my feet. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? $6 a record or whatever. Like, you know, I was able to get back on my feet. And then, um, and after that is when I did the whole Kia Shine wave with, like, you know, the drag, swag, and drip mm-hmm. music and all that mm-hmm. came after that. You know what I'm saying? But I had uh, took that bread and, and, and got into real estate, got me a few houses, mm-hmm. and uh, pulled some money out, a couple cribs, and did that, and then put that money, and that money I made from the chat album towards my campaign. And that's how Kia Shine. Like came out or whatever, so yeah, like you know what I mean. It's just you be going, you, you go through certain things, man. You grow through it. You like that's why I like to that. That's why I'm always so happy individual because it's like of the things I went through. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And like and seeing how it was like, damn, like you know what I'm saying? Like I I was doing well, everything fell apart, but it's like you know God said like you know you'll reap in due season if you don't faint. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's why I called my album Due Season because it was like. 
I didn't faint. Well, all the stuff I went through and then, like, and seeing artists that I messed with, you know, move on and, like, you know, and I got to find a way. I, I got to find a way to do it myself. And I was able to do it. Now, how, now so after your guy that did his own thing, mm-hmm. what's our relationship like today? And was y'all ever tight at any point, like, really tight? Yeah, man, yeah, like, like, yeah, like I mean, at least I thought it was like you know what I'm saying, but like yeah, definitely, man. Like you know, y'all already now. Yeah, I, I think now it's like I think I think there's a respect is there. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of respect. You know what I mean, mutual respect. And I think that uh, I I am I am like I said before, I'm I'm glad to see the vision that I saw of him then is like he's 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 doing it now, mm-hmm. and that makes me like super happy. Um, to see that, you know what I mean, and uh, you know, I just think I think I we, we don't you know what I'm saying I don't like I, like I talk to do that or something like mm-hmm. that, but I but um but but when I do see him or when we do link or whatever, like it's it's be all love and don't be no you know what I mean, mm-hmm. none no ill will or whatever because like I said man like dude being dude was real young back in the day you know what I mean running around trying to do our thing you know what I mean and get out there or whatever so it's like to see how it turned out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, man, like, wow, it's dope. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely proud. You know what I mean? To have had a part. He was already on the way to where he gonna go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just a matter of being able to be blessed to be able to have a part in that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On the way. You know what I mean? And I think this is dope because it just, you can't, you can't. I remember those nights. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I remember those times and those. That was a nostalgic period of time, bro. And to be able to, to have come as far as we came, it's like, man, that's just a blessing. Yeah. In in two thousand eight, let's let's get to some of your stuff. Two thousand eight, you wanna, I wanna say an SEA award. Yeah, SEA uh, Independent for Artist of the Year. Independent yep. Artist of the Year. I think y'all yep. sold two hundred thousand copies. Yeah. What was that like? How did you that, feel when you got it? Did I you feel, feel like you was taking another step. Yeah, I feel like all of, I feel like everything that I've been able to do has all just been like steps. Just mm-hmm. like just steps. Sometimes they're giant. Sometimes it's baby steps. Sometimes it's giant leaps. Well, mm-hmm. forward is forward, no matter how fast or slow you go. Mm-hmm. Forward. So as long as I'm moving forward, you know what I mean? I'm cool with it. So it was like, you know, the accolade for getting for, for selling those records and doing what I was doing independently or whatever, that definitely was dope. Because anytime you get somebody recognizes you for something you do, is is great. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I thought that, that was cool. Oh, but I'm the kind of person that like, like, I'm thankful that I'm not where I was, mm-hmm. but I always feel like I'm not yet where I want to be. I got more work to do. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just my mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like if I come, if I accomplish something, then I'm like I want to keep going. Because anything that's not growing is dying. So the right. minute you stop growing, you dying. You take a you take a rose from a bush and you clip it. You clip that rose. It's beautiful to look at. But guess what? Soon as you clip it, it's, it's it's starting to die. You can put it in water if you want to or whatever, bro. But it's no longer growing because it's no longer connected to the vine. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like. If if I get fruit in this season, I look at myself like a like a like a fruit tree, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean. And it's like you go through seasons where you may have fruit on your tree. If you're in the Georgia right now and you're a fruit tree, you probably got fruit, some peaches on your tree right now because mm-hmm. you in season. But then it's gonna go through a season that's gonna come this winter with all these leaves and all them trees is gonna be gone. Mm-hmm. But that tree still gonna be a fruit tree. Yeah. It has to lose its leaves and go through that process mm-hmm. to have new fruit in this new is, is next season. I always felt like that for me. It's like, all right, cool. This season, I got fruit in this this lane. I'm gonna be managing artists. I'm gonna be signing artists. I'm gonna be all right in this season. I'm a rapper. You know what I'm saying? This fruit. 
next fruit I'm gonna be acting. Mm -hmm. This next, you know what I mean? Like it's like I'm gonna have some fruit on my tree, regardless of what it is. So I, when I do get something from fruit on it, I just be thankful for the fruit that come. You know what I mean? Like okay, cool. Uh, Independent Artist of the Year Award, gravy. Grammy nomination for co-writing a Drake record, gravy. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? The old saying: an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur never retires. Never, never. Yeah. Nah, because it's like it ain't work. It's right. purpose. I don't do it for the for the applause. I do it for the cause. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, I, 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 it's like it's not like work to me. The work part is like like what I'm doing lately. Is like okay. I think I'm funny with immediately know and the stuff I be doing with my immediately know show. Mm -hmm. So it's like I I'm like I like comedy. I like to laugh or whatever. And I like doing just doing skits and stuff like that or whatever. And a lot of people that know me know I make a lot of jokes. Mm -hmm. So like you know what like let me do do a platform where I introduce like a different uh, show or a different thing to put on the gram or something different to be able to be creative and do. I love doing that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's not like work, but it's also like more like growth. Right. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like, and like I said, if I'm not, if I'm growing, I ain't dying. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if I'm learning, that means I'm going to be earning. If I'm learning mm -hmm. something, I'm earning. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if I ain't learning and I'm stagnated, then it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like, I'm just living off of yesterday. Facts. You know what I mean? And I, and I, it's like, I can't, like I just I just can't bro You know what I'm saying yeah. I feel you on that um, You also in 06 Ended up hosting Rap City I think Yeah How did that come about? Man sent a tape in To Rap City Friend of mine Manny Edwards Shout out to Manny In the West Coast He was the one That gave me that Publishing deal Back in the day mm -hmm. Relationships is key Because that was a Publishing deal He gave me in 01 06 He like yo They need somebody To host Rap City bro Why don't you send me Some tape on you I sent him a tape in. My tape was like what I thought they needed to do with the show. It was like, man, listen, you know, this is my honest opinion about it. And I just eat what I kill and I speak what I feel. And when I said it, the dude said, all right, we want you to come up here and talk about, you know, this show. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Come up here and meet with us. He said, yeah, we want to fly you up. I said, I'm going to fly myself up. I'll be up there next week anyway. So just like if I fly up there, meet with Stephen Hill and them, and they was like, yeah, we want you to host BET for like, you know, like a month. But then when I got that deal and I did that, I got my record deal with Sylvia Rohn at the same time. Oh. So she kind of like was like, if you are known as a host, they want people won't know you as a rapper. rapper. So like it was a bad so, yeah, so PR she, move or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and I thought it was a great move because like, it was like, I was, you know what I mean? Like I, it was a great opportunity to be able to do it. So, so yeah, I could have got the job, but then I felt like, you know, but she's like, nah, we're going to go hard with, the, uh, with you being an artist. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll get back to TV and film later. But that was like one of those moments where it's like, man, like, you know, I grew up hip hop here. So it's like the beef, the booth in the basement, that's everything to me. You know what I'm saying? So for me to be on that junk hosting it and then sitting down with Rick Ross on his first interview on BET, it's like I'm sitting down hustling this out. And I'm boiling as an artist with like songs like Respect My Fresh and Stunner Frames that I had out before I signed. But it's like, man, here I am hosting, and I'm sitting down in your seat hosting, and I'm finna get ready to talk to Rick Ross. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? About what he had going on, or Jermaine Dupri, or like any of the people I'm hosting or whatever. I'm like, bro, that was the confirmation that God, to me, was like, he said, your talent, your talent will make way for you. Your right. talent will make room for you. Your talent will bring you amongst kings and queens of this land. So I said, you know what, man? Like, wow, like, I see that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like you could be thinking something, you could watch somebody, listen to somebody, and say, bro, something about that 
or oh, there's something about this that that person. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna end up linking with that person or or something, and then you, then it happens. Them kind of things that give you more faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those kind of things give you more like belief. Like okay, the stuff you're thinking in your head, you gotta be you gotta dream bigger. You gotta think. You know what I mean? Because it's like. It could happen, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, and I'm living proof of it. So I was like, that was just one of the moments where like God was just showing out, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Gotcha. You end up signing your first big deal. I want to say right before 2007. Yeah, right. In, yeah, 07. Yep. 07. Yep. What was that like, man? And and was the money what you, was what you expected? Um, the money then, like, um, like I said, you what I killed, I speak what I feel. So I'd be honest, you know what I'm saying? Like the money, then, like I, I ended up getting like. 07, I think I signed like maybe like 300,000, you know what I'm saying? Like something like that. But like, that's not towards your budget. Nah, it was just like that's all what your, I got, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like between producing the album and then like mm-hmm. doing, doing, getting my artist event, all this shit together, like mm-hmm. 300,000, which was cool because I was like, this is how I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna make sure I put myself out. Mm-hmm. Like, Universal had a history of putting people on the shelf. Yeah. I'm not gonna be on the shelf. So I said, I'm gonna take my bread and I'm gonna keep doing what I know how to do. You know what I mean? Which is work records independently. So I um, started so crispy, got it going, um, got it going. I think I made it as, what, 66? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it got up on the charts, you know what I'm saying? Before they really even started messing with it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I got it going. And I spent my money to get my records going and, and made them put my album out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't be shelved or whatever and stuff, and I kept uh, my momentum going. Due season, did it? Did it do what you wanted it to do? I, due season did what it? What it? I would have loved for it to like get marketed more, but I knew already the animal I was dealing with. See, I had every label bidding for me, right? From uh, Joey, I eat him over at Asylum and Todd Moskowitz and and those guys to Interscope to uh, J Records to. Hey, I had everybody that was that was popping at the time was offering me a deal, and I went with the people who had the most money, that had gonna give me the most cash mm. in my own pocket. You know what I'm saying? Then be able to do the deal as well, and they pay for all that. To me, looking back on the 2020, or hindsight 2020, it's like yeah, like I should have just went with the label that believed in my artistry the most. You know what I mean? And and they but they weren't offering enough cash. Right. You know what I mean? They were like, man, you got two hundred thousand, you got to do your album with and everything. I'm coming from like, you know, I told you what I went through with that guy, the situation or whatever, so, and, and with TVT. So I'm like, man, I'm trying to get back on my feet. You know what I mean? So it was like, I, that, that wasn't, it just, it, I had to go with the money. But sometimes going with the most money isn't the right move. But because I knew the animal I was dealing with, with Universal when I went to the door, I was like, all right, I'm finna make sure that I eat, that I put this album out. And I feed my base and I get more contacts and more plugs that I didn't have at the time. So I went into it knowing that like this is not finna be here. I ain't finna be here long. I'm gonna get on here, drop this thing, and I'm finna get gone. You know what I mean? Because their system is just not, it wasn't the right system for me at the time. But it was a lick, you know what I mean? And it was the, and I could take that and be able to build my base and then get back on my feet and then you know, and, and go from there. So that's what I that's what I did and, and I made it work for me. Well, you know what I'm saying? Was Crispy your single you wanted to go with or was it already a single that was buzzing in the streets or did the label make you choose that single? Nah, so like like uh when I started working on an album, it was like they uh, like they was like, Look, you doing fourteen of the songs, we're gonna do two songs. So we want you to get with with some producers 
in Dallas. I went to Dallas and worked with playing skills with did riding dirty at the time. Yeah, playing skills, yeah. Yeah, and them boys they own right now on that on that on that uh EDM and that crossover yeah. shit now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shout out to playing skills, but like so we went down there and worked with those guys and they like the first time we went down there, they gave me some beats or whatever and I'm like, you know, trying to do my thing. But I produce in a sense of like, I'm gonna get in there with the producer and like, oh, he go to hook. It's a tempo I want. This is this where I'm trying to. You go work with them. I'm, I work with them and then like, but the first time I was kind of letting them produce me. We sent we we got we had a few records. They were cool, but it wasn't just it. So we went back down. And I said, right, well, this time I'm gonna actually do what I know how to do. And um and then I said he go to hook right here. I had the hook for crispy, and then um they they, they made the beat from scratch. And a lot of times when I produce, that's what I like to do. Like, let's make the jump from scratch. Mm -hmm. The idea or the feel or whatever, like, let's just cook it up right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Let's not, like, come in here with some with, with, with pre-beats or whatever and stuff. Like, I like when I just can come in there and just cook up. Here's a hook idea. Here's a sample. Or here's something I want to do. And we just make it. That way it come out better. And it's like a record that's really mine. So when I came out with that one, they were like, yeah, that's, this is the one we want to go with. I actually wanted to go with this song I had called Wow first. You know what I'm saying? Now, somebody, did a website tell you that? Wow. Yeah, like they used Wow. I think it was Dogecoin. Mm -hmm. they, they took, yeah. they got the inspiration from that song. Yeah, on, on their website, when yeah. you like something, they, they, it says Wow. Yeah. And they said that they got the inspiration from that song. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It's funny, like, it's funny how those things, like, that's a song that called Tech Game, that the tech community mm -hmm. is like, they're like, bro, you were the first one rapping about, like, putting, like, the whole house, how it is now, like, with everything Bluetooth and how everything, like, no CDs and all that. I have a song on my due season album where I talked about the whole vibe that's going on right now. And it's like, that community like the black tech community and all that, they be like, yeah, bro, like you was on it like in 07, what's happening right now? So like stream tech gang, cause you'll be like, okay, that's like, it's one of those kind of songs where I noticed that due season just hit in pockets. It hit with people that anybody who was exposed to it, they were like, this is classic. So like, it was, it was like drip music and like swag music, but it had a story too. Mm -hmm. Cause it was like my story of how like all the stuff I went through. Mm -hmm. I had a 15 minute song when they're talking about all the stuff that we kind of talked about, how I got broke and all that or mm -hmm. whatever. So it was like, it was a dope song album, and it and it was it, it it did what it needed to do to be able to get me to the next step, you know what I mean? In, in in my career, I was just what I knew when I got my deal is that this wasn't it. Like you know how like you would pray for something and be like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm when I get this, it's gonna be it, you know what I mean? And then when you get it, it was like when I got my deal, that's when God showed me TV. He was like, look at this rap city over here. You can just go to work and do this. And like when you when I'm done with it, I was done. I didn't have to like promote it. I didn't have to go do anything. It was the machine was already there. And I was like, man, this TV shit easy. You wish you would have stayed doing that? No, I went back to it. You know what I'm saying? That's why that, that's what I do more of to me, like, like now, that's the that's like my 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 I don't say it's my number one, but it's definitely like it's my focus. It's my focus, like you know what I'm saying. But like I think that uh I think that back then I was like, man, when he when I was praying for my deal and I got my deal, he showed me something else. Gotcha. That was like, man, this is it's, I'm not thinking big enough. So it was mm -hmm. like and like I said, the deals now, guys are actually getting that million. Like they're getting that they, real money up front now. They, they give them basketball. You know I mean? They're they giving real real right. numbers right now. Yeah. But back in the day when I came out, the CDs were going out. And it was the game was in a different. I came out in a different space. 
Now, not to cut you off, but let me ask you: Do you think that hurt you? Yeah, with the CD, yes. I think that hurt a lot of. Hurt, yes, like yes. Past, like Pastor Troy's yeah. people like that. The CDs yeah. going out hurt a lot of people. They still because they you were still rating people on the CDs, like they're rating your deal, they're basing your budget, they're basing your what you can move. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, based on these sales, but it's like, bro, people ain't even really buying CDs. Yeah, so you got you know what I mean. It was like so, it was just different, like to be able to see the record industry at that time I came out. But like I said, it was the first drip swag. I, I call my music swag music then. Before it was before it was swag. swag. Before everybody was saying swag, swag. I even I kept this article in Vibe magazine, bro, where they talked about like he's trying to make his own sound, swag music, the nervous. <laughs> I kept it and looked like I can go show you this until this day. I'm like, yeah. wow, man, y'all had no idea what was really finna get ready to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I came, like I said, it was just in the transformation of when the New York was losing its grip in like 07, 08, 09, the South just started like, this is, mm-hmm. this is it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got this. And I think that like the CDs and, and, and that whole thing, it definitely played a part in the repositioning of the music industry. But it was a blessing because as soon as I um, did that album, I got off at Universal. I had all the plugs then, so I was like, I went through Ghazi. I was been been with Ghazi over the Empire since 08, 09. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's and I and before now Ghazi them is, you know, they had, you know, this they major now. You know what I mean? But they they this was when I got with Ghazi way back then. I was on ownership then. I put out my next thing I put out was checking my fresh and I ended up I was on I owned all that. And I was MTV Jam of the Week. And I'm like, oh, this this is the move. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, okay, this is like when I started to peek on the digital, the DSP streaming vibes, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is the move. Yeah. I can own this and I can drop this. And that's when I started to see how you could be profitable again in music for a second there. It was like, did nobody know, what did nobody know which way it was going or whatever. So, yeah, that was, that was a, but all that was a good experience though, bro. Being on, being signed to Sylvia Rome, I'll get back to Sylvia put the actual soundtrack together for Superfly. Mm. We're going to get that too. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that was just a moment too though. Yeah. I got you. Uh, yeah. 2010, man, you came out. I want to say you dropped your uh, alarm clock theory. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. And I think the, the catchphrase, uh, everybody sleeping on me will wake up work one day working for me or something yes. like that. Yeah, everybody sleeping on me going to wake up working for me. I'm going to wake up working for you. I thought that shit was hard when I, when I seen it. I'm like, damn, that's kind of hard. Like, you know. That was a meme before the memes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, yeah. yeah, that's a hard catchphrase. Um, what made you come up? Why, why did you name it that, number one? And how did you come up with that catchphrase? Man, because it was inspired by life because I felt like, man, I'm like, man. I really am slept on out here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I, I just to the point where I was like, man, these folks is, I, I was like, damn, but it was cool. It was like, all right, okay. Like, I can be anybody that's underestimated, you know what I'm saying? Like, they underestimate me or underrate me or whatever. Like, okay, they're going to wake up and they're going to be working for me in a sense that, like, okay, what that means in a literal sense is, like, if you're not subscribing to my vibe mm-hmm. and you ain't on what I'm doing, for me, the kind of individual I am is that pushes me. Like you, you working for me in a sense that, like, okay, when you negative or you don't, you sleep on me, that works because it makes me go harder. That makes me like, okay, all right, cool. They they not vibing. Will they watch it? Will they watch this? You know what I'm saying? Or like, like you know what I mean? And then like, then when I then the other part of it was like, like people then start working for me in the sense that like. 
were literally working for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when it's like you didn't, some people just didn't get it. And then when they caught on to it, like, you know, I could like, oh, you know what's cool, bro? I'm going to hire you to do this for me mm-hmm. or do that for me or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm that's the kind of individual I am. I seen Diddy do that. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. when Andre Harrell fired Diddy. I'm breast in peace, Andre Harrell. Um, but then Diddy came back and hired it, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? For other stuff or whatever. Like, yeah. so it was like, I was like, okay, like, it's cool. I just know that I've always been, sometimes when people say that you're ahead of your time, mm-hmm. sometimes that shit is not cool because that means you not going to probably reap the full benefit of the way you start. Somebody, Somebody else, else going to come through. They're mm-hmm. going to catch it and, and, and go and turn it all the way up. Yeah. But niggas going to know, like, bro, you was like the first person doing this and doing that or whatever and stuff. But I was like, all right, cool. Um, so, yeah, that was just a, that, that euphemism is, is one of them things that I just, it stuck with me. And then, I don't know, man, like, it seemed like ever since I said that one or whatever, like, it seemed like they all would, would just keep coming to me, like just this, the words. People in a, in a, in a word to say, if, you, if they kept my word, they keep your word. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna just be speaking what I feel and eat what I kill. I'm gonna just like say what I mean and just like and get out here and do my thing. I ain't gonna succumb to nobody else's wave. I'm not gonna be um, somebody I'm not. I'm gonna just be myself and um, and just keep pushing forward or whatever. And I feel like by the time they wake up. Anybody snooze on me, they gonna lose on me. You know what I mean? That was the whole alarm clock theory was because it's like, you know, when that alarm clock go off now, you got two choices you can make. You can get up, or lay you down. Don't get to yeah. it, or you can lay down. Yeah. But right. you lay down, you are gonna be late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For it or whatever, like you know what I mean? And by that time, you'll be too late. And it's like that's what I kind of feel like. It's like you know, I think that um, I still that to this day I just feel like that. I tell my kids that like you know what I'm saying, bro. Somebody don't worry about it. Everybody might not be on you at first. You know they'll what I mean? Catch up. But, yeah, mm-hmm. but they'll catch up with you. And then when yeah. they do catch up with you, whatever, like, you, you can't be upset that they didn't catch the wave. Because, like, uh-huh. sometimes, sometimes some people are meant to come in and lead, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and spark and inspire and, and get people to flow with it. You got to realize that some of the blessings, that, the things you're working on, your kids may finish. My yeah. kids may finish. Mm-hmm. You know, everything we do ain't meant for us to, to, to receive this whole, like, fanfare for. Some things mm-hmm. are just about, like, you pushing it forward and setting it off for somebody else. And you got to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you got to be o- o- okay internally with that. Now, you don't want nobody to come and take nothing from you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Or, 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 you know, and I see a lot of artists have done, like, you know, I, I see a lot of people, a lot of artists, you know, we, they, art imitates life. Art inspires artists. So a lot of times you push other artists by they listen to you and they like man I, you know what I mean but yeah. I think it's dope like when I see Future Future I got it on my gram you can go like go see it Future be like when he see me he like bro bro you the goat bro you like bro you you like I've had to step my fresh up messing with you like you know what I'm saying like somebody that see you and tell you that like face to face like that mm-hmm. and like don't have that make you feel like damn that's dope you know what I'm saying like that you know you inspire somebody else you know yeah. what I mean? To, Especially to, to, somebody like him. Somebody yeah. who like who killing it like that or whatever. So I think like that's dope. But I always feel like, like I said, if you ain't growing, you dying. So I'm like, that's whatever I was and whatever I was doing then, like don't sleep because it's like I'm still like growing, you know what I mean? So and evolving, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And yeah, I ain't scared. Every, everybody had a time, but just when your time comes, you just gotta make the best of it yeah. and do what you gotta do. Yeah, right? exactly. Like yeah. you can't, you know what I mean? So that's what I was trying to do with my with all my situations. I just try to like I felt like it was a W for me from where I came from because, like, I just explained to you. I'm like, bro, when you said start from the beginning, I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, in 03, 04, I got broke for a minute. Right. Yeah. So to be able to, like, get back up 
get my own deal. Mm -hmm. After losing all my artists and all that or whatever, and, and having that first deal go go wrong the wrong way, mm -hmm. and the high back up, it was already a I feel like I was already a W for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just personally from where I came from. So it's like, you know, I, you know, how you rate success and how I rate it or how someone else rates your success is different. I think financial freedom is not having a house note or a car note or whatever and being able to be free to be able to move how you want to move and being debt free. I you know what I'm saying? That. Mm -hmm. Like that. But then some people might think, you know, having, you know, the new coloring and, and all the, the cars and having everything like that, that may be. Both for them, but a lot of time the folks who have all that stuff, that stuff on them. They don't own it. Success is perspective. It is perspective. It's perspective. It is perspective. So I kind of like just kind of put myself in that in that perspective. Like you know, what I mean, I'm I do for for the cause. What God telling me to go do? What He telling me to do right now? Like okay, if that happened that season, next season I'll be on something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. You know, I you just gotta have a like can't get stuck, you know what I mean? You just can't get stuck in whatever you was. I see so many people try to do that. They try to like still be like what you was in that song or mm -hmm. what you was in that time period. Mm -hmm. That way, bro, you gotta evolve. Yeah. You gotta grow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Don't be scared real. to evolve. Let's let's get into this television and film, man. Yeah. Let's talk about super fly super fly first. Yeah. You was big man in that movie. Yeah. How the hell did you get that role? Man, listen. <laughs> All right, so the acting thing, I call it the acting book. Like I told you back in 06. Mm -hmm. When my mom and my dad passed the cancer 2012 and 2013, they both was telling me. They both would be like, look, man, you need to do film and TV, man. Mm -hmm. Music is cool. My, my dad used to man, you need to go on TV, man. What's he, mm -hmm. Like, you need to be acting, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when they passed away, I said, you know what? I'm going to go on and take it serious. I, I took acting classes from Terry Vaughn. And start learning how to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got my first role book through her. You know what I'm saying? Through her acting classes. So it's like, I caught the bug right then. You talking about 2014 or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm going out. I got an agent. And I'm going out for shit, right? Man, I got so many no's from 2014. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah. man, from 14. To, my first booking I got was... Uh, was in 2016, 17, I think, with uh, Atlanta. I played in Atlanta with Donald Glover. Season, oh, damn. Season two of Atlanta, episode 203. It's called Moneybag Shorty. Go back and stream it. I do a we'll funny scene yeah. with Donald Glover. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it says season two of Atlanta, episode 203, third episode. Big. That was my first yes. But I went through a thousand no's to get to one yes. But I always think no is next opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's what I think no is. like. So it's like I was learning, going out for everything, but just getting those. So I was like, all right. And then uh, my brother, this is kind of a sad story, but then it's also like a good story. So it's like, so one day in 2017, yeah, it's, it's, it's 17, it was 17, 2017, my little brother dies in Denver in a car accident. Sorry to hear that. He was uh, in, the, in the driver's side, and his friend was driving. Damn. Fell asleep with the wheel. My brother died on impact. I'm on the phone with the mom of the son that was alive, my, my, uh, the, 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 my brother's friend. Okay. Her son is in jail because of the vehicle homicide, you know what I'm saying, because he was inebriated or whatever, oh, wow. and, 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 and my brother's dead. So, when she called me, bro, it was like, all I could hear God say was forgiveness, bro. You got to forgive. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, you know, I'm like, 
that was his partner. Could have happened to you know that was he it could have happened to him. He could have been driving whatever. It just mm-hmm. it was it was a freak accident. Right. You know I said man my family forgive you. You know what I'm saying. And like uh, so when I when I said that right, um I'm hanging up the phone and I'm giving talking to my wife. I'm like yo, I just had probably one of the hardest calls I've had in my life. Cause I'm like as a parent I'm thinking about how a parent felt mm-hmm. if my son had did something like that. I'm like. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not thinking about just the loss of my little brother. So I'm telling my, my wife about it. When I'm telling my wife about this, bro, my agent called. She like, I'm like, man, what's going on? She like, yo, you just booked Atlanta with Donald Glover. My Damn. first. Yes. Damn. And I'm going to tell you, my little brother, my little brother, was his man was smart. First one to graduate from college. Mm-hmm. Super smart. The bro said, like, yo, you need to do two things you need to do. And he said, coffee with Kenfo, keep doing it. And he said, bro, you need to you keep going with the acting. He said, I'm telling you, that's, you need to do that. Keep mm-hmm. going with it. I believe in that, bro. Mm-hmm. And he was like, bro, and this, this is my look, bro, telling Big Bro, like, it was one of them heart-to-heart, like, moments, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I believe in that shit. And he kept telling me LeBron was better than Jordan. I'm like, bro, no. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm not finna buy into that at all. But, but he said, I was telling me these things, and we just, that was my last conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And then my first yes well, came hey. right after he passed. Like, literally, bro, like, bro, it was just, that's why, like, I, I know when you lose somebody, that's when I learned that there's no end. Energy never dies, there is no end. Energy never dies. It just tra- they just transcends. I know he was the reason that I got that yes because he it's just like it's like if we have a conversation here and we have this conversation, I'm like, bro, you need to keep going. With this podcast, bro, you need to keep going. You need to keep going. Lord forbid something happens to me, but if I'm if I really connect to y'all and say that, bro, this yo, bro, this bad speakers is it, and mm-hmm. I tell you that man to man, and you feel that, and then I slide and and I move to the other side. And then all of a sudden you get your deal the next day. Oh yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You gonna you gonna be like, man, yeah, you yeah. know that boy. He had to we talk to God about something. He had <laughs> yeah. to. Win. And I be feeling like when you lose people, you get help in heaven. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like you know what I mean. People like your your people go talk to God. Like man, come on now, God, man, help this man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and my mom and my dad, my folk all up there, whatever. So I felt like that's what it was. But since yeah. then, I got that. And then in my next booking was uh was the Superfly. Mm-hmm. After that, and and that was a. Uh, Man, anytime you get booked to do anything that you just like, my partner was like, bro, if you had a plug on that, you just went in there and talked to the owner. Like, Lil X was a director. You knew Lil mm-hmm. X or something like that, nah, bro. I didn't know. I went out for this. I didn't. So I you literally auditioned. I auditioned. And I got it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? How long did it take them to call you back and tell you? Like about, about a week or so. You know what I'm saying? Wow. When that John did it, called me, man. She said, I got it. I was like, what? for real? They said, we all, y'all meeting at Rick Ross' house. I was like, I'm finna meet a Rick Ross crib to <laughs> you, do to. Now nah, ain't that full circle? Interview them at. Listen, full circle. Full circle now I'm up here at Rick Ross house, driving to this man. First time I'm going to this main house now, and I pull to the house, and the navigation. I'm in my white jeep at the time. The navigation bring me to the house. And say, I'm here. But I'm like, where's the house? I'm on the other side of this wall. I'm like, where am I at? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, so then uh, the, 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 uh, this, this white guy was out there playing with his son. He said, man, he said, you looking for Rick Ross' house? He said, yeah. I said, yeah. He said, you're, you're here. I'm like, where? He said, it's about a mile down the street. And you come back around, you, you in the back of it. 
God. And he said, like, you, you got to go back a mile down and come back around and, and all that. I said, man, I was like, wow. Okay, so I pulled this man crib and this is, I'm like, the first person to greet me at the door is, here is Rick Ross. I'm like, like, he like, bro, when he see me, he said, bro, this is just the beginning. You know what I'm saying? He right. said, bro, you, it's just the beginning for you, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know what I mean? And then Sylvia Rowan, the girl who signed my, she signed me to my record deal. Mm. She was a, she was right in there, you know what I mean? Because uh, she was doing the soundtrack. Future was there too. So it was just like, it was just like one of those one of those moments, bro, where it's like that I knew, like man, like God is, bro, God is real, man. Like it's it's, 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 it's a it's, it's a it's a real thing. It wasn't something that was that I, I wanted to do that, but I didn't know how which one I was gonna what role I would get in any of that, bro. And uh, and twenty one, he was supposed to be in the movie, but twenty one uh, ended up. Uh, Telling big, tell, uh, telling uh, Bank, mm-hmm. he like when we first did the table read, twenty one was 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 big was uh, was big Bank character. Oh, twenty one supposed to be the head yeah. of the Snow Patrol. Yeah, damn, I ain't, oh, but, yeah. What, but what happened? But twenty one ended up not wanting to do it, and and he ended up pulling a uh, Bank into the thing. Damn. Cause Bank wasn't even there at first, so I was like, man, that was just super dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, Damn, I ain't know that. Yeah, so just, like I said, I'm good with the stories, man. Like, you know, what I'm saying? Like, but that was one. Of the, that was that was, but that was like a moment being in there or whatever, bro, and just being able to uh to uh. I remember Zay Tobin was there. He was like, man, what you doing here, Sean? I said, I'm acting in the movie. He was like, bro, I swear, bro, you hell. <laughs> like, bro, you, he was like, bro, you hell. Oh, was Zay in that movie? He, Zay had a part, a small part in it, but he had he did more soundtrack work on it. But he have he did have a small uh, clip okay. in that genre, whatever. When it was me with the mayor and Big Boy was the Zay Tovin was in that scene. He was a quick scene in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. But that was the art museum. Yeah, yeah, art museum. But it was, it was just that was a dope experience, bro. To be able to Jason Mitchell, shout out to Jason, shout out to Trevor Jackson, both of those dudes, bro. I, like, you know, I learned so much about. Acting with Lil X and Trevor and and uh, and Jason, bro, like they, you know, helped me, like you know, what I'm saying, like really, like which one you enjoy most, uh, acting, uh, uh, music, producing, like which one you just? I think all of them are like are like fun to mm-hmm. do. I think uh, there's nothing like being in the studio and you take something for nothing to create something and you vibe with the other person and then vibe with that artist and like write, create, make a beat, make something and mm-hmm. make a vibe. It's like become something. Anytime you can take something for nothing and, and something to say nothing to something is a blessing. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's fun to do. Um, but that acting, bro, it's uh you're not limited to what you could be. Like when you rap, however you come out rapping, that's how they're gonna want you to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like your fan base is gonna want you to stay that way for the most part. They're gonna want you to stay doing the thing that they love from you when they first heard you. Right, but when you do film and television, your story ain't the only one you're trying to tell. Right. You could yeah, like man. you could act and be other things. You could be other other accents. Other you, you can do mm-hmm. other stuff. You know what I mean? Like in in these in these characters, bro. And then when you're done with that character, you can put that character down and you can go be the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I think that's cool. And this this because my story ain't the only story I want to tell. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I I I like I like that, and I think I can get like. Like um, the story. Just, just, I can tell more stories. It's just more stories that need to be told, and um, I just I just dig it because it's just it's just a. I, when I go on set and I see all these people, and it's whether it's the lighting guy, whether it's the uh, the people doing the sound, mm-hmm. whether it's the actors, the directors, it's everybody doing their vision. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to do this thing for Marvel on Hawkeye. 
Yeah, you know right, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, I, but they, they end up not using my scene. Oh man, that was a blow. But they paid me a lot of money though to do it. You know what I mean? Oh, you but, supposed to be in Hawkeye the series? Yeah, I got paid from that. Like, oh, the, damn. like they cut my scene out, whatever, bro. But I was definitely uh definitely clocked in and definitely got a uh, bag from Marvel and and Marvel mm. is they that Marvel money good. I mean, it was a it was a, like for what I did, I was like, wow, bro. Like they would pay a lot of money just for this, and then not to even use it. Damn. You know what I mean? Like you know, it was crazy, still but like, paid. but but still got paid. But like, it yeah. was a. Uh, but I, I I do love I do love the acting because I I'm learning so much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff like I'm not with. You know what I'm saying? Like I like some of the things I won't act like something that's like that because I was somebody before acting. Certain things I won't do as an actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like- because because the internet. Will chop up some stuff, bro. Yeah. And you, you know what I mean. And you, it's not gonna be able to do it. Yeah. I love the rainbow and what they got going on on, on that side, <laughs> but I just like not for me. I'm not gonna act in things like that because that's not me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. and I'm not gonna do that in my kids and all that or whatever. Like, not gonna yeah. see me demasculate like that on camera like that. That's me. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? But like, I know other people make those decisions and they do certain things and and that's what they do. But I feel like, you know. That's uh, man. That's that's a you know you playing with you playing with certain things that I don't experience. You know you playing with certain things, man. But mm-hmm. you know it, it's just like certain actors do have things they don't do. Like a lot of people don't know Denzel Washington won't won't kiss white women on camera. He yeah. only did it one time in his whole career, mm-hmm. and that ain't held him back. So yeah, so I feel like yeah, that ain't that, 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 that's, that's not gonna that hold me back. Be, yeah. It's not it's not gonna hold me back for me to be able to stand on 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 what I believe and not do yeah. certain things right. that I get presented as power and no. Now I I got told no a lot, so if I get something that I think is like off to the dang me, I say mm-hmm. no, and I ain't got no problem with saying no. But I like that. Uh, I just like the experience of all those people working together on set together, bro. Like that energy, bro. Mm-hmm. But that energy, it be so many people, bro. That energy so 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 intense. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. everybody doing what they want to do, and they being paid top dollar for it in Atlanta, mm-hmm. doing it. And so that mm-hmm. energy is just. It's just it's big. I, I love that acting, bro. I, I do, bro. I can't. I can I got a. I got a movie coming out. I was just gonna ask you. Do you got any other? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I got a movie up. coming out uh, called They Clone Tyrone. Mm. It's with Jamie Foxx, Kiefer Sutherland, and John Boyega, mm. uh, and and uh, the guy who hey. played Will from uh Mer- from uh P Valley, mm-hmm. Mer- Little Murder. He played Little Murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, uh, he's in it too. Oh, um, and, it's on uh, theaters, Netflix. It's gonna be on Netflix. I think okay. I, did they just drop the trailer for that? Yeah, they just. I just yeah, seen, I just yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm I'm in that jump, bro. I got I got I got a part in that jump, bro. Like so. Uh, and if they keep it, yeah, it, it's, I ain't gonna spoil the alert for you. But <laughs> right, I, got, right, I, got, right. I got I got I got a dope part in it or yeah. whatever, bro. So like. Doing that jump was like, you know, like that was like a doing quarantine, like, you know what I'm saying? Where like you had to like do go on set, get tested, mm. and then you had to go back to your hotel room and you couldn't mm. come out. Mm. Man, I did that for like, and then we shot for like the BIM film was an eighty million dollar budget. Damn. Bro, we shot They make them do that every day too. Yeah, I was doing like, something with a company where we was uh, hauling stuff. Yeah. And every day on set when we went to the trailer, we had to pick up um Test and bring yeah. it back to the Georgia Tech lab from a whole other state, and they we had to, they had to take these tests. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they, they take it every day. Imagine every day. taking a COVID test every, every day. day, bro. That's I was taking the COVID crazy. test every day, and then go do my job, and then come back to the room. Could like it was. I remember Valentine's Day. It was 21, and we were shooting. We shot it all last year, and it's like I couldn't uh couldn't couldn't see my wife. Couldn't do none of that, bro. It's like it was but that was it was like it was like that was like a dope experience because it was different it was mm-hmm. like damn 
I'm shooting a movie during quarantine and you can't see nobody. And I gotta get tested every day. That's rough. And like it's like it was like being almost like I was getting paid, so I wasn't being in jail. That's the key. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it was like, but like, bro, it was seriously some big money they was paying. Like, bro, like, like just the, the days I ain't even work. Like, you know what I'm saying? That I just had to be on quarantine. Imagine bro. what LeBron went through. Bro. He was playing basketball in the bubble. I think they was recording Space Jam during that yeah. time, if I'm not mistaken. Damn. And he couldn't see his family. Do none of that, that for a minute. None so of they that, won bro. a championship. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Like none of that, bro. That was, that was a that was a real like that experience though, bro. Like I experienced it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that was like super dope. But that movie coming out, um, it's about cloning black folk. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's so I, up, I, definitely that junk coming out. Um, I just did Saints and Sinners, uh, with uh, uh Clifton Powell and Vanessa Bell Calloway. Okay. okay. I played Big Oz in the in the season six of that. So that's uh. It just finished, so you can stream that now. That's on Bounce TV, and um, I play big eyes in that joint. So, okay. um, so I'm in that. I'm in um, Johnson. Um, Johnson is a TV show. They just started season two today, as a matter of fact. But uh, uh, season one, I'm in that. It's Cedric Entertainer, and uh, D.L. Hewley is that can produce that. I'm Damn. in that. I'm in, um, what else I'm in? I'm in Greenleaf, uh, season four, Greenleaf episode two. I play a counselor in that one. Um, I play Star on, on Star Leon is my character on Star on Fox. I, I played like eight episodes in that, um, and then I got killed. Spoiler alert! But you gotta watch it though. It's still <laughs> mm-hmm. dope, yeah, you know it. what I'm saying? But like, yeah, I'm a voiceover character in a uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, the video game. Damn. Um, so like, you know, there, there, yeah, it. there's some, uh, there's some, there's some cool things that I've been able to. That process, bro. Mm-hmm. Man, that's super cool. That's the best recording ever, bro. When you can like, you go record, right? Let me tell you what you do. So you're recording it, mm-hmm. and then they see, they showing you like simulated, like you got the screen on your head too. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got the, you you got the headphones on, and then you see in the screen, mm-hmm. and it's like the mic right, like the mic right here, but you see the screen right here. So it's like, and then this dude's in your ear, the producer of the joint is out there in, in a booth. So he's like telling you, okay, so this scene is coming up, and you're gonna be getting out the trailer. You know, it's like the, the country western vibe or whatever mm-hmm. and shit. So you're gonna be getting out, and these guys are gonna run up to you. So we need you to improv and go. Mm-hmm. And they showing your character doing what it's doing, and then you just give it the voice. Mm-hmm. So you coming up with the lines right there yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. But that shit was so hard. But and listen, and listen, <laughs> and you couldn't move either. Now, like, like, like you behind the man. You listen. It is not like recording an album where you can stop and smoke a joint or something. And like, nah, bro. You in front of this joint, bro. They feeding you lines and feeding you and this film stuff, bro. And you in that joint like you ain't moving. Like you right there, line, 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 line. You know what I mean? Like, and you may be there four hours in a row. You know what I'm saying? Like sitting there right there. You know what I mean? Like doing all that, bro. Because like it's Rockstar Games. So it's like they got my voice for that and another another video game they coming out with too. Um, So they like... And I'm sitting there going through that stuff, bro. That shit was so so intense, mm-hmm. but it was also like dope creatively because it's like, like they showing you that shit and you coming up with shit and they like that's it running it back. That's you know what I mean. That's just super cool, bro. Like Rockstar you know paper to good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know they make a lot on that game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Like yeah, like definitely. The only thing about it though, you don't get that role. You you don't get that good. Wherever you do the voiceover stuff with them or whatever, you get good up front, but you don't get that royalty like that on that job. Oh, you know what I mean? They like, pay you that one time. Yeah, you get paid that one time or whatever and stuff. But if you get that royalty, boy, you really be eating up that junk because that junk's yeah. swinging out the front. I seen, the, I seen the guy who 
who actually played the dude, the black guy on uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, yeah. And he said he only got paid one time too. Yeah, you get the, like, yeah it's just a one time, John or whatever, bro. Like, we, yeah. We ask everybody, man, him, man. Um, who do you listen to? Who right now, for the rappers out now, who do you listen to? Um, like what I'm listening to right now is a lot of old school music. Like uh, I've been listening to like a lot of DOC. You know what I'm saying? I might know who D or DOC is, but the doc, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, NWA. Yeah, I like yeah. I like uh DOC. I I like the new artists I listen to. Um, let me see, uh I listen to I like Kodak Black, you know what I'm saying? I listen to mm-hmm. I, li- I like I like Kodak voice got he got this this cool voice. <laughs> yeah. Um I like I like what he doing. I like um you know, I like I listen to I listen to dark music. Mark, he got he got some cool okay. shit. They, when I'm in the trap vibe, I listen mm-hmm. to bad. Of course, like everything from Memphis. Yeah, I listen to all the Memphis music or whatever. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. biased. But then I listen to uh, Future New album. Future New album to Come me, what? to me, to me. I'm just saying to me. Right. Future's new album. Mm, he really came. This is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, Future really, man. He really came this yeah. time, man. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like he really. You know, I really like what he did with his yeah. last album, bro. Like he really came, he gave me the future that I that I like, bro. He really, he really came with oh, it. Yeah. His album is to me is what I'm is what I'm on as of late. I'm just trying to like, you know, the Drake last one that he came out with, uh, you know. Not for me. It's immediately no for me. But <laughs> yeah. but, but 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 I see where he was going with it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? All that going whatever, international. Bro. Yeah, international vibes or whatever and stuff. It's just that, you know, um, yeah, like that wasn't the best. We were talking about four projects or whatever. Yeah. Like, and I think Futures is the last real full project that I'm like, okay, yeah. he came with it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm vibing. Yeah. As far as on the rap side, not like yeah. my musical palette, bro. I've been listening to a lot of, you know, I listen to a lot of older, older school stuff, old school music because the soul music just, it's just soul music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, over the last, yeah, yeah, definitely Future. The last one he just put out. That's that's when I'm that's that's when I'm rocking with. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cap you. Yeah, that's the last full project that I really that I really fuck with. Before we get out of him, man, I just want to ask you what you been from Memphis, man. Uh, I want to say earlier this year, maybe last year, the passing of Young Dolph. I want to ask you, man, how did that affect you? How did that affect the city? Yeah. Um, and what are your thoughts on that situation, man? I man, like uh, Dolph, Dolph. Uh, I have a song with Dolph uh, that we did back in the day called You Could Tell. Um, he did it for me for free. Um, I plugged up a lot of verses and showed money for Dolph. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? One thing I will say is that, you know, Memphis artists, sometimes we beef with each other, but like, like out of here, it's so neutral. It was, you know what I mean? It's like anytime somebody from Memphis be bubbling, people going to call me and I could line up. And Dolph would always pull up. Mm-hmm. He would always pull. If I had a play, mm-hmm. man, Dolph on the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I just just loved it about him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he was always super cool. He didn't switch up on me. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Like, you know how it is. Sometimes when the younger artists get hotter than the seasoned artists, it's like they like, like you know what I mean? Like attention or something. And I've always been like, bro, I've always been like, you know, I'm not just a rapper no way. So it's like, don't really put me in that box put me in the box of like, you know, of, of a hustler, you know what I mean? I'm gonna help you bring some customers. Help bring you some customers. So it's like, to me, he was he was he was a really he was a giver and a good hearted dude that never had I always had good vibes with him, bro. And it affected the city in a yo, I was in Memphis Sunday. 
they just passed and I and I just you know, I had a rental when I was up there and I was going back to the to the airport to fly out and I had to stop and get gas in this rental. And the only gas station was the gas station that, that he was at before he passed. And I'm gonna show you the video when we get through this jump and show it to you because it's like it was like I just stopped and get gas thinking about let me gas it up before I take it back in. Mm-hmm. And um and I just looked around when I was getting gas and I was like, man, I'm they go, man, I'm right here. Mm. At this spot with Dolph, it's right by Madea Cookies, who's now closed, they closed now. But like, just right there where he was at on Airways, you know, you know what I mean? And it's it just like, it's surreal that the fact that he's not here. Right. That just it hurts. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I, it still it still hurts. I, I put out a two song thing that I dedicated to him called uh, "Energy Never Dies" mm-hmm. on the platforms or whatever, bro. Just. Cause I had talked to him, like you know, I had talked to him recently. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Before he had passed or whatever and stuff. So it's like, just you know, that it just it it just set us back. Yeah, it set us back, man. It it really did, bro. Um, it it, it just it just does, and it's like the it just it just does, man. There's so many things about that, like the the young man who who who's allegedly did it, and it's like just seeing the lies he affected, seeing. Dolph Kids and his wife. Mm-hmm. Grove Hero is somebody that I really mess with too. I would hurt. Grove was Grove. I was with Grove this weekend because mm. we had an event together, mm-hmm. and um, just seeing seeing like that's another millionaire that, that Dolph made. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like that I, I I see people lives that he changed. Right. You know what I mean? So I I just hate that he had to. The God had to call him back like that, and I hate that it had to be. The way it went out in Memphis like that. It really had me, bro. Let me tell you something. I had to do the Grizzly. You know, I'm a Grizzly fan. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I performed at the halftime for the Grizzlies at New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. My, it was, it, and then Dolph had died like the, the month right before that. Mm-hmm. So it was like coming back home, it's like, the not ener- saying I was scared. The energy was off. But the energy was like, it just like, I had never felt like they're coming back home like, like my wife was like, man, like you know, like what, wh- like what do you know? She was like, where you at? She was all. My wife was all nervous, like you know what I mean. It was just like one of them things where it's like we just didn't know what to, you know what I mean? How to, how to? It just didn't feel right, bro. It just, it yeah. just. But but I went out there and rocked that damn jump for for um for Dolph for the uh, New Year's Eve show and um and like yeah, it just it just it still hurts me, bro, because I I know that it was that somebody I knew knew and that I worked with and that I fucked with. So yeah. to see that, bro, it's just it's fucked up. It's man. fucked up, bro. Man, yeah, man, look, man, kid, shine, man. We really appreciate you man, coming through. I appreciate through, y'all man. for letting yeah, me come today, bro. And, 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 and Todd, know we went all the way around the board. Yeah, we today, tried, man. You know like, Memphis you know, legend, man. You know, sir. man, we you man, you gave us. Enough content, bro. That's gonna, uh, yeah. gonna last for a minute. <laughs> that's good. Cut, a, cut a movie, that's good. shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we're gonna put all that out. No, nah, I, yeah. I appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. That that that's super dope. I also, want to just say this too, man. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know that, but I got a nonprofit for autism. You know what I'm Ooh, saying? Good. Autism Advocates Incorporated. You know, my son Jameson, 11 year old, he has autism, nonverbal, non speaking autism, Damn. and um, you know, I'm always pushing for autism awareness and acceptance. So, mm-hmm. um. Um, when people go to my website and the coffeewithkinfolk.com and you see the, my shirts and the merch and the things that we're doing in the autism community, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm praying for anybody out there that we have a sibling or a child with autism 
And, um, you know, I'm definitely working on some real big things that will be taking place in Memphis as well as out here in Atlanta um, with my own, with my my nonprofit that my wife runs. And uh, we got some really cool things coming up as we lead up until April of next year okay. for Autism Acceptance Month. So we'll be, you know what I mean, tapping in with me for sure on that. Though I definitely want to put that out there, you know oh, yeah, what I mean, for sure, because sure, that's definitely mm-hmm. like what I'm what I'm doing it for. Okay. Yes, sir. Indeed. Bad Speakers Podcast, your boy Sean. It's your boy G Down. And we out You here. did. <laughs> hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash crime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.